You're listening to the Russell Bread Podcast. That's a shit. How many red carpets you guys want to walk in your $4,000 ridiculous heels? You will never be able to lace up my Chuck Taylor. This is your fault. This is your fault. I didn't get mad when you stole all my moves. Your daddy's not here anymore. It's, how was your movie, by the way? I oh, mine, mine went straight to DVD, just like yours. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. That's such a sick intro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is episode 200 of the Russell Brett Podcast. Um, happy to be celebrating episode 200. Um, it's been an amazing 200 episodes, a lot of ups and downs, especially today, big down um, with the passing of Bray Wyatt and yesterday with the passing of Terry Funk. Um, this weekend, we got all in, so we will be doing some predictions as well, um, but I wanted to... I wanted to give a portion of the show um, to pretty much talk about the lives of Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. Um, A lot of people, of course, was introduced to Terry Funk through ECW. Um, Some people was introduced to him through WWE as Chainsaw Charlie. And then, of course, as Terry Funk. Um, A lot of great feuds that he has went through uh, as far as, of course, with Mankind, of course. Um, And then, of course, with Bray Wyatt, um, he came up through NXT as Husky Harris um, with Nexus and then became Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. Then went on to Firefly Funhouse with The Fiend, um, went away for a bit and then came back with one of the biggest, like, exciting returns um, in recent time of him coming back, um, as a different character. We didn't really know exactly the type of character that he was. He had uncle Howdy with him and there was rumors of a faction, of course, and everything, um, went away, um, due to an illness. And then unfortunately had passed away today at the age of 36, um, which is crazy. Um, there, he is definitely one of the most creative people I've seen in WWE um, besides The Undertaker. A lot of people make comparisons between him and The Undertaker, and it's because of the levels of the entrances, the character um, that he portrayed and everything. And I have always, I've always been a big supporter of him. Felt as though he should have always been um, in a horror movie or something like that. He was such a creative genius, um, especially with his workings as the fiend with the um, Savini mask that he was created and the title belt that was created. And it was like, I think, what, 500 of them or something like that that was sold at one point as well. Um, unfortunately, the booking of the fiend um, and then of Bray Wyatt wasn't exactly up to par, but you cannot deny how creative that he was and how dedicated he was as far as the characters that he played. So we'll be taking some time, you know, uh, for everybody in the chat, you know, you can share, um, you know, your stories or your interactions with Bray Wyatt or Terry Funk. Um, As far as with me, I seen Terry Funk live a few times. Um, actually through House of Hardcore. 
I never got to, I don't think I've seen him live when he was in uh, WWE. Uh, when he was in ECW, I was too young to go to the 2300 arena. And my mom would never have let me go to the 2300 arena back then. But I saw him live at House of Hardcore. Me and the Hubs went um, in Philly twice and then up in uh, New York. And actually he announced his retiring match at House of Hardcore. So we watched his I think it's his last match. I think it was officially his last match at when he teamed up with Tommy Dreamer. Um, with Bray, I think I only saw him, I think I saw him like either once or twice. I never got to see him as um, The Fiend. I was live during like a SmackDown or something like that for the Firefly Funhouse. Um, but live um, was at Mania 30. That was... Um, which they did a live um, entrance for him, which was very eerie, but was so fucking cool. Um, and I always been a big fan of how creative he was. Uh, and it was just like, so just disappointed of the booking of him. Um, unfortunately, of course, there was the rumor of him returning at Extreme Rules, which was at, in Philly. And a part of me really wanted to go just to see his return. But I was like, you know, it, it would have been, I would have been getting out too late. I had like things to do, I think, very early in the morning. So I didn't go. And then I was like, so I was, I really regret it, kind of regretted it because I was like, it was just so the atmosphere in that arena of his return um, was just so special um but yeah the it was the rumors of course that he was dealing with an illness i believe recently they were saying that he was getting better um and that he may be possibly returning um but unfortunately he had uh passed away today uh so before i go around to everyone um let me get into the chat uh dylan what's going on for family at an absolute loss of words. Bray was truly one of a kind. Um, Brandon, thank you so much for tuning in. It's really hard. It does. This is crazy, especially how young he was. Um, Jacoby, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm fucking done. Uh, Eli, felt like the Fiend pushed got derailed after Rollins held in the cell match and of course thought it was done after the Goldberg match. Yeah, a lot of people were very upset with the Hell in the Cell match. Um, I was one of the people that felt as though he shouldn't, the Fiend should never got the title because I was like that type of a character really shouldn't care about um, the title or anything like that. Um, but I was just like, you know what, it, it was cool that he had the title because we would have never gotten the um that Savini title that he wore around his neck. Um Jacoby says no more of this I'm done. I'm respecting the WWE but I'm finished with this sub bloodline. Yeah, it's just crazy. Uh what's going on, Devin? One's up for the tribal chief. What's good family to celebrate the memories of Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. Uh, top rope saying hey y'all what's up court? Hey sis that's my sister, Maddie. Oh, what's going on, sis? Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Jacoby said, Tim, I'm just listening to you guys. I might not predict what my body feeling pain. Yeah, this hits hard because um, it's very unexpected. 36. Uh, that's the part that. Yeah. 36 years old. Um, and I'm wearing the Brody Lee shirt. That was the last time of death really, really hit me hard was with his passing. Um, and it's just crazy, you know, with them two and Rowan, the um, 
feuds that they had going on as the Wyatt family, especially them going against um, the um, the Shield back then as well. Um, just in time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love all you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And then Moneymaker Chris, what's going on? Hey, RIP Bray Wyatt, such a creative talent. Yes, definitely a uh, creative talent. Um, so I'm just going to go around to everyone as who, you know, you guys in the chat, just share your favorite match that you either seen in person or just seen period of Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt as we kind of go around uh, with the panel. Um, but Tim, I'll start with you of... Uh, your thoughts with Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. First of all, first lady, um, it was a great monologue to start the show. Um, very well done. They had to be hard to do. So incredible job and congratulations to you on 200. I'll put my one up to you. Um, that's a fantastic job getting to this feed. So great job. Thanks for having me on, you know, Terry Funk. Um, I don't want to like undermine his death by any means, but he's older, you know? Yeah. Um, he went, he went through the ringer. He, he lived a great life. Um, he was awesome. Hardcore legend. Um, you know, I, I, I learned about Terry Funk when he was in WCW wearing a suit back when they used to do battle bowl stuff. He'd be there looking all goofy, spinning the battle bowl. All right. And like, I didn't really know like the gist of Terry Funk. Then I, I saw him in the WrestleMania 14 chainsaw Charlie. And I just thought he was like, Oh, this goofy dude. And then I realized, Oh, hell no. This man is a legend, legend. What he did with Ric Flair was epic. He helped build Ric Flair to get to where he was um, doing the stuff he did with his brother, Dory, real world champion, NWA champion multiple times, stuff he did in Japan, Stan Hansen stuff. I'm a big Stan Hansen fan. So, you know, Terry Funk, absolute legend. Rest in peace, Terry Funk, legend. No doubt. Influential on every stage of the business. There's a lot of people who took a lot of what they do or a little piece of what they do from Terry Funk. So, yeah. that was an absolute legend. On, on the flip side, uh, Bray Wyatt hurts. Um, Bray Wyatt hurts bad. Um, listen, it was like I was talking to my mom a little bit ago. It's you watch these people, and I don't mean to be selfish by any means, because where it hurts is that he's got a wife, and he's got a couple of little kids, and he's got another, yeah. an older kid, you know, he's got three kids and a wife, and mm -hmm. his family, like, that's where, you know, that's where it really fucking sucks and hurts, but, like, from a selfish perspective, like us, the marks out there, like, we see him on television every single week, like, we fall in love with these people, like, yeah. Bray Wyatt is so influential, just from a character perspective, I mean, the return at Extreme Rules, we were doing a watch along and we just were like, we were going crazy for it. Just mm -hmm. everything, theatrics. And that's just a little piece of, of what he does and who he was. Again, I'm not, I'm going to let other people get their words in. Um, for me, I, me and my mom always talk about the Chris Farley death. Um, when Chris Farley died, I was the biggest Chris Farley fan. He had a huge, like, I'm not going to say like a huge effect on my life, but I was like sad. It was like, the worst celebrity death that affected me through my life. Like I was like younger. It was sad. This one today um, of all the wrestling deaths, hot rod was Roddy Piper was the one who got me the worst um, huge high rod fan. Mm -hmm. He was older again. You know, it's, you know, he yeah. was in his sixties was that's young, but sixties, you know? Yeah. I'm 36 years old. Fucking fuck, man. It's, this, yeah. is, a, this is a Chris Farley for me. And, uh, it's really, really sad, and I'll just leave it at that. Man, thanks for letting me speak my piece. 
Yeah, no problem. Uh, going back into the comments, uh, Isaac, thank you so much for tuning in. Just doesn't seem real. He's a great guy and inspiration to me and many others. Just haven't fully sunken in yet. Tomorrow needs to be a big tribute show for both Bray and Terry Funk. Um, yeah, it, like I when I so I was showing the hubs uh, some clips from AEW Dynamite, and then I saw a recommended video that said R.I.P. Bray Wyatt, and I'm like, wait. Because, you know, there's a lot of clickbaity stuff and whatnot, even mm -hmm. though it was Russell Talk that had it. But I was like, wait a minute. So I went and Googled it. And then, yeah, I saw that, uh, yeah, that it was um, true. And it didn't hit me just yet. Um, but I know once I see that tribute show and everything tomorrow, it's just that's when it's really, it's really going to hit then. Mm -hmm. uh, like Brandon said, um, I think, uh, I think you commented earlier. If not, oh, yeah, you did. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, tomorrow's SmackDown is going to be hard to swallow. It is. It is. It's going to be very hard to swallow. Um, Funk and Great Muda versus Sting and Flair versus uh, Sting and Flair and Funk versus Flair was so great. Brave versus Orton. Brave versus Taker. Brave versus Cena. Thank you for the memories. Yes. That Brave versus Cena for the um, Firefly Funhouse match definitely like there was no even though yeah it wasn't in front of fans but it was just so creative the things that we saw we technically saw heel john cena in that cinematic um in that cinematic match um Kornacki, thank you so much for tuning in sub bloodline r.i.p to two goats in the business also tim i hear that they canceled plans for smackdown and just do a tribute show i figured that they may do something like that um that is going to be a straight up tribute show versus um, like a video package early on type of situation. Uh, no, I saw that a lot of the uh, wrestlers came out and gave their, um, their condolences and everything like that and talked about what Bray meant to them. Um, so yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be difficult. Um, Jacob said, hi, bloodline network. I love you guys. Devastated about this news. This hurts. Like when Eddie, Guerrero was gone. Give everybody on here their flowers. Definitely. Um, I'm glad that, you know, a lot of people gave Bray Wyatt his flowers, um, especially when he was gone. He was doing the White Rabbit and a lot of people on Twitter was doing the detective stuff and looking up source codes and everything like that. It was just like a fun time in wrestling. That uh, return was just so, you know, dedicated. It just reminded me of The Undertaker, how The Undertaker would sit there and put out vignettes and stuff like that while he's gone. But with Bray Wyatt, it was just like so detailed that it kind of like involved everyone um, as people are talking about their favorite matches um, with it. Uh, I'm going to go through a few more before I uh, go back, go down to you, Courtney. Um, okay. Scott Hall news hurt me crazy. Also, Tim, I went to work and phone was pop up RIP Scott. And I checked if this is true until WE posted. Yeah. Uh, what's going on, Nick? Wrestle, uh, Universal Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and then finally, Isaac. Um, per WE, in the wake of Bray Wyatt's death, WE will donate all net proceeds to support JoJo Offerman and his children. That's beautiful. Um, nice. Yeah, that's very... I, I love that. I love that. I don't know if what they're going to donate, if it's his shirts or something like that. Yeah, um, his shirts. It's any one shirts. of his... Anything that's Bray Wyatt, basically, if you buy anything off of it, it goes straight to the family. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to buy it, because uh, I was waiting for... 
I was waiting for a Funko Pop. I was kind of looking for a Funko Pop to pop up, but I didn't see it. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to go in and uh, buy something. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Um, and now, Courtney, we're going to uh, go to you. Just your thoughts of Terry Funk and um, Bray Wyatt. Well, since I'm the oldest pretty much here and I was born in the 80s and uh, when you grow up on wrestling starting with Terry Funk mm-hmm. whoo, trying to hold it in for you guys um, he was such an inspiration and legend and he really opened my eyes to hardcore wrestling which I love that type of wrestling it's pretty if you want to go see hardcore wrestling, you got to go to uh, like GCW or something to see that nowadays because the mainstream doesn't even do it really anymore. So, um, and I think he, the, the match that sticks out to me for Terry Funk was Terry Funk and uh, Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And the Texas bull bullhorn rope match, I think it was, if mm-hmm. my memory sounds me correctly. But yeah, it it definitely we lost a legend yesterday, especially on Kobe's birthday. And now today we lose Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, thirty six is. Really young. Mm-hmm. Um, my thoughts and prayers go out to uh, his brothers and his sisters and just his whole family and his friends. Yeah. Right. I I ended up loving the Her- Husky Harris uh, character was my favorite Bray Wyatt character. It's when he first started and I just fell in love with that character. Nothing against the fiend because he was a genius in whatever he did. So, you know, this does hurt. It's earth shattering and there will be another tribute on Discord tomorrow. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, girl, I was born in the 80s too, and just growing up and seeing like all the legends and everything like that. Um, like Tim said, you know, Ter- Terry lived a very full life. I mean, there are a few matches yes. he had that I was like, sir, I don't know how you survived this. Um, but he lived a very full life and he spanned generations as far as, um, you know, Making making special matches for the for people. I remember the debut of Chainsaw Charlie, and I was like, "That's Terry Funk." <laughs> uh, yes. But yeah, just going on if his WWE run with you know teaming up with Cactus Jack and everything like that. That's when I really got to really see a lot of Terry Funk. Um, was during that time, um, but yeah. But when it comes to Bray, I really pray for I, you know condolences definitely go to jojo the children um bo dallas rowan now you know he is the last one out of the original wyatt family like somebody needs to check on him and check on bo dallas um and prayers to um irs too yeah very it's losing a child is just like the hardest thing ever 
Um, let me go to the the uh, comments a little bit before I go to you, Dango. Uh, nerds of wrestling here. Thank you so much, Justin, for uh, Justin. tuning in. Well, thank you it. so much. Um, Victor, thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, oh, Bloodline Network. Heard about the news. Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. My favorite match was Funk versus Sabu. Buried Wire ECW uh, born to be. Yeah, him versus Sabu. Yes. Crazy. Uh, Victor also said Bray versus Cena. Yeah. Funhouse match. Um, Isaac said Shatter even hurt, hits harder now, man. Yeah. His themes put me on to uh, Code Orange. I like even after he was done being the Fiend, I still listened to the original uh, Fiend theme song. Um, Victor said, "Tim, remember Terry Funk versus Cactus Jack when Terry burnt golf course on fire? Good times <laughs> as a team craziness." Um, and then Senora Stinky, thank you so much Stinky. for tuning in. I got Iomas, my fellow. See that put a smile on my face. There you go. Proof that this is not Tim's burner account. Oh shit. You know, unless, I gotta put my phone away. You, yeah, you put your phone away. Yeah. Uh, RIP truly <laughs> missed as a performer and a person. I managed to see him live at a house so and his character work was one of a kind. Condolences to his friends and family. Definitely. His character work was amazing. And then Tyler Tony, thank you so much for tuning in. High Bloodline Network, very strange. We get Texas changed on AEW and now Terry Funk passed away. And RIP to Bray. Also enjoy life. Um, enjoy live life. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, life is freaking short. Um, you know, it's just crazy how things change. Um, Justin also said, Thank you guys for posting on Nords of Wrestling all the time. If I'm not mistaken, always see you guys. You guys rock. Justin would love to have you on the network sometime, bro. Anytime you want to come chat about WWE, AE dub, sports, whatever, come holler at your boy, bro. Would love yeah. to have you on. Love you too, bro. Where are your hands, Tim? <laughs> right? I see Senior Stinky <laughs> said something else. Uh, Top Rope said, just got back into WWE and was looking forward to seeing Wyatt. Very, very sad. R.I.P. Yes. Um, very sad. <laughs> Seniors think he said, almost sapiens joined together in <laughs> harmony with the world in such a sad time. <laughs> uh, and then Graydon, thank you so much for tuning Hello. in. Uh, sorry I am late. I was honoring Terry and Bray with a moment of silence. No, no problem. No, no problem. problem. And for those who are just coming in to the um to the stream, let me know, you know, put in the chat how you feel with the passing of these two and then your favorite memories, favorite matches of them. Uh, Justin said, absolutely. Let me know. I'll be in your DMs. There you go. He'll be in the DMs. Slide on in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dango. What's your coming to you now? Your thoughts on Terry Funk Honestly, and this, Bray Wyatt. Honestly, this, this hit me hard earlier. Like, Especially when uh, they confirmed uh, that Sean Ross confirmed what he passed. Mm -hmm. Like he said, WWE gave him, but basically said heart attack. Yeah. He had COVID. That was the one that was life-threatening. He had the heart condition. Mm -hmm. So as much as people think, hey, we're out of the woods of that. Yeah, definitely. You never know. Yeah. It's just, I was able to see him live last year for the right before I think war games and he was still in the shattered character. So that was pretty cool seeing that one live. Also mm -hmm. remember him teaming up with uh, Matt, Matt Hardy, the eaters yeah. of the, the eaters of world. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
with Broken Matt. <laughs> yeah. So the craziness of them, like, it's definitely, like, it really hits home. Like, a bunch of craziness last couple days. It's scary because, you know what they say, the death's coming threes. You never know who the third one's going to be now. Yeah. It's just yeah. crazy. Life is very short. Um, yeah, and with that, the uh, either were worlds, he got to work with his uh brother on that one. Yeah, uh, he was going against they were going they went against the B team at some point, and it was uh Bo Dallas had um dressed up as Bray Wyatt and um mimicked him and uh got him to like break a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Uh, what's your favorite matches from either? Uh, I would probably say the Firehouse Funhouse match and ooh, that one with Daniel Bryan in the Hell in the Cell. You know which one? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Yep. I remember the first one. Yeah, when he was like, uh, when he just when he tried to join the Wyatt family. Yep, and, and then he broke away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Um, Justin said, "Yeah, I got to see Bray Wyatt and Hartford connect." kinetic before war games at smackdown that was the same one i was last year well there you go you guys were at the same show yeah the odds of that that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i was there last year running so that was a great match terry funk anything with those Flair, you I went back on the network and just lo- watched a couple of that stuff. I even watched one of them today to honor him. It was just he's he was just really good. He really was. Yeah, he definitely was. Yeah, I, I rewatched the uh the first entrance of the fiend at SummerSlam a couple of years ago. Um yep, that was, a great, that, that was a great one. Montu Raiden. Yeah, I loved him as Husky Harris, he said. Uh, Victor said, Shield versus Wyatt Family Bloodline. Yeah, that was yeah. fire. Mm-hmm. I remember when mm-hmm. um, I remember when they te- I think they went against each other. I think that was the Raw after Mania at 30. The um, It was the Wyatt Family versus the Shield. The Shield came out with the um, with the mm-hmm. face mask. And came through the crowd, and uh, that was the one where uh, the whole crowd was singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah, very. Mm, I was so hyped about that. The hounds, God, I love the hounds, dude. Yes, God, that was so good. Um, Graydon said, "Bray, I love the Orton food." Yes, yes. And Justice said, "Small world." (laughs) 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 Yeah. There's somebody who was uh, who went to Mania 30. I forgot who it was. I think it was Dylan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was Dylan. I saw he was like, yeah, I went to Mania 30. I was like, I went to Mania 30. This small world. Uh, Justin said, remember when the Wyatts had debuted it? Everyone and their mother were begging for Shield versus Wyatts. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the longest time everybody wanted Shield versus the Wyatt family. Um, Ironically, when I was looking at some of Bray Wyatt's stuff, there was um, back when Edge and Christian had a show on the um, WWE Network, they had a segment where Bray Wyatt read a bedtime story to them. And it was uh, Goldilocks and the Three Little Bears. And then, of course, he uh, turned into something very sinister. Um, then the last comment before I go to you, Kayla, uh, Senor Stinky says the best thing about Bray was his ability. Yeah, wish. Yeah, I see. I saw you on your phone. Yeah, it's TK. Saw it on your phone. Just decided. 
<laughs> Senior Sneaky said the best thing about Bray was his ability to deliver such memorable promos, not just matches. Yeah. yeah. His promos, he told like he took you on like a journey and everything. Just like, you know, um sat there and like gave you like you went through an experience with his stuff. Um, but Kayla, coming over to you, what are your thoughts on Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt? Um, Terry Funk definitely knew how to do hardcore, you know, wrestling back in, you know, the days, you know, obviously with Ric Flair and stuff like that. I mean, that's something you're never going to forget. Um, actually, I found out about Bray Wyatt coming home from work. Um, I stopped in, got food, and then when your co-host... Jolie sends a thing in there that says Bray Wyatt's passed away. And I'm thinking, what? Seriously? And then, you know, Dan sent me the thing and I was just like, you know, heartbroken. And it was, I got to witness, um, February of this year, SmackDown came to my hometown and he wasn't on the main roster, but we ended up getting him in a, dark match so I actually got to witness the shatter see him come out just the moment you see um it was just phenomenal um I did like the shield in the um you know Wyatt feud um definitely with everything he did with Alexa the fireballs of Orton you know it kept you guessing and you had mentioned JD one thing about Bray is he's a huge storyteller no matter what he did he did storytelling and another person that's a huge storyteller that is on SmackDown, they have not said anything yet, and I'm waiting for them to do so because ever since they've came back to WWE, knew that Bray was coming back to WWE, and with them being a storyteller, they were actually planning on going one-on-one with each other. Dan probably knows who I'm talking about, and that is Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. So... um Love Karrion Cross. Yeah. But um, he's just in, like you said, someone needs to check on Eric because, you know, this is probably hitting him. Braun's already said his thing out there. And um, I have a list of, like, in my phone, I think it's, like, maybe 60 wrestlers that I would just love to meet in real life, Mm -hmm. you know, that my life would be complete in. I hate that the moment that now it's down to 59 because I can't meet Bray Wyatt. But um, I am honored that I did get to see him back in February as an entrance. I got the video saved in Google Photos, saved in. And earlier, whoever whoever said that Shatter hits the hardest now, I was actually listening that. And it just teared up and... I'm still good friends with my ex-boyfriend and he was a big Bray Wyatt fan and I sent him that message and just through text message you could just I just felt his heart fall out like he's like I don't know what to say and I'm like I don't know what to say nobody knows what to say yeah you know so um but I will say this Bray Wyatt is up there with a huge amount of wrestling legends today putting on one hell of a show in heaven and mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. So um, they'll definitely be missed, you know. So hopefully 
don't know. All right, I'm gonna shut up now. I'm gonna I'm gonna start crying. I'm, I try not to say, you know, too much, but it does hit kind of no, hard. Fine. Yeah. Kinda, no, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're fine. amongst family, so. Yeah. I did the same thing. I walked out of the bathroom. I was in the bathroom, right? I was I was doing something, um, you know, for like I was sending an email or whatever, and you know, I get the message, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And like, you know, I'm like visibly shaken up. And my, Melissa goes, "What's wrong? Who died?" I'm like. Bray Wyatt. And she's like, fuck you. And I'm like, no. And then, you know, it's fucking sucks. Honestly, I thought it was weird that Triple H was the one that did it. I think that was the smartest way to do it, if anything. Yeah. Because yeah. people can, 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 people don't have to like be suspicious of it. Yep. Yeah. Or, or just be like, oh, maybe he was hacked, but then it's just like, yeah. That's, but, yeah, right. That's not like a hack thing. Like, yeah. No. I don't know yeah. who it was, but it was somebody that had died that got leaked. I don't remember who it was. Had got leaked way before. Thinking something, not saying anything bad about Tony Khan, but some. Oh, the Briscoe when um yeah Jay. Briscoe passed. It got mm-hmm. leaked way too quick from, and I think the, the family got really mad that it was actually leaked the way it was. So maybe maybe it was mm-hmm. just the way of saying, "Hey, uh, I'm doing it first. Yeah. So, I think it was. I think I do think it was smart the way they did it with Triple H. One because when mm-hmm. you know, so you hear it. The second I heard it, I went right to Twitter. Put Bray yeah. Wyatt, and the first thing you see is checkmark Triple H. Oh mm-hmm. fuck, it's real. That's awful. Um, and and then what they did, the family, what they did with Sean Ross Sapp. You know, say what you want to say about the dirt sheets, but he's the most respected of all of them. Mm-hmm. So the family putting the message out of what actually happened to him was great because you know all the marks out there were going to sit there and be like. What happened? Did he die of a sickness? Did he kill himself? What happened to him? Mm-hmm. And now it's right away, like an hour after, boom, I'm fucking cutting that shit. He died mm-hmm. of you know a heart attack. Don't even put thoughts out there because you know the marks already are fucking contemplating shit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's why I thought issuing that statement was so fucking smart by the family and doing it through Sean Rossap, who had just went live right after it happened to try to answer questions to the best of his ability because, again... Say what you want to say about him. He knows the most, more than anybody. So mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really smart of, of the family to do that. Get out, get ahead of it, and now it's over. You know, it's now we just mourn, and that's it. They better do the full ten bell salute tomorrow. Whole roster on the stage. Yeah, it better be a whole. Oh yeah. In front. And yeah. then they're gonna honor him all night, just like they did Eddie. They're probably gonna have armbands on all night. Yep. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they definitely do a lot for him. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't mean to—I do don't mean to—I don't mean to cheap plug it, but oh. we'll we'll have SmackDown on live. We'll all be live doing our fantasy football draft right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network tomorrow night. We'll have SmackDown on live, so we'll be watching. So join us for our fantasy football draft as we watch SmackDown. Yeah. No, no cheap plug. No, if you got if somebody no. wants to uh, come in, you know, come in and you know talk. Talk it out, you know. You don't. Best thing to do when in grieving stuff like that is to talk it out. Uh, so that's why I wanted to open up this space for everyone, especially people, including people in the chat, to kind of like say your thoughts and you know your favorite memories of each of them and stuff like that to celebrate their lives. You know um, that they went out here and you know did their they gave gave us their best. You know as far as 
especially a Bray Wyatt, the creativity that he did working with uh, Savini with the mask and stuff like that. Um, a lot of the things that he did, the creative mindset that he did using Twitter to kind of put out cryptic messages that people just was like, it, it was very interactive. That's what I really loved about his return. It was so interactive with him putting out little um, little messages and his return promos and stuff like that. No, work pretty much working social media correctly, uh, knowing that people's going to interpret it, you know, people going in, putting in source codes and everything like that. Just the amount of detail that he went in as far as with um, his return. It was just amazing. Um, so going into the chats real quick, um, Justin said, or Seth versus Fiend. I absolutely love the story going into Hell in a Cell 2019. Um, he also said terrible ending, but awesome story. Awesome promos. Yes, definitely. Oh yeah. That was the worst. Oh yeah. That's that might be that. Isn't that one like the one that's considered like the worst match of all time? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was just mainly they... the way it ended. Yeah. With the stoppage. Yeah. It was just the stoppage, the way that it ended. Seth hit him with like a 10 pound or 20 pound mallet, like 50 yeah. times in a row and like slaughtered the guy. It was like <laughs> wild. Yeah. <laughs> was that crazy? Where was that match? Saudi. Saudi. Yeah, it was okay. in Saudi. No, no, no. He, when he oh, no, no, no. It was in America because they, they yelled refund and bullshit after that. And they chanted AEW. Yes. Right after <laughs> AEW started. Oh. Yes. I remember that. Yep. Now so, I'm going to have to go look it up. That's what I chant <laughs> every day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Graydon said, Funk the whole feud with Cactus Jack. Yes, Sacramento, Jack. California. Ooh, not really the uh biggest of bullshit and refund channel uh channels over there. And then uh, Justin, <laughs> yep. Uh, Isaac said, I'm just curious, is Bo gonna follow in the steps of his brother? Because it was said that he was uh, Uncle Howdy. But they never really revealed who Uncle Howdy was. So I was like, yeah. I don't know about that. But if he was, he, he needs to like to keep on the tradition of the Firefly Funhouse or, or make it his own, but with with memory of his brother. Yeah. Y'all get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Uh, basically, to kind of remix the uh, Firefly Funhouse and maybe his brother. I don't know if he'll be able. It's just how if he can mentally do something right. like that, you know? Because uh, how close was he to his brother and everything like that? And to lose your brother, you know, this young and sudden, you know, suddenly, on top of that, you know, uh, some people just. Well, either it could be that he just wants to leave, you know, the Firefly Funhouse memory as is and do something else in his honor. Kind of similar mm -hmm. to, um, uh, oh my gosh, kind of similar to Curtis Axel when his dad died, how he, you know, yeah. did something in memory of his dad. They let him win the, I think it was the IC title on Father's Day, which I thought yeah. was really cool. So um, we'll see. Um, most Maybe Bo wants to probably take time away or something or he may want to come back and wrestle to kind of like get his mind off of things uh but what would uh anybody else have a answer for this one mm. what do you think bo's gonna do 
we don't even know what Bo was doing before, you know. Um, it would be cool if he, like, paid homage to him maybe tomorrow night, and then that ends, like, in the Bray Wyatt character is just done. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, like, he could be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, like, that would be super cool. But other than other than that, I don't think Bo Dallas should do anything as far as, like, trying to replicate Bray. I just think that would be in bad taste. Yeah. I feel bad for, like, the father. Yeah. IRS. Like his father, yeah. yeah. IRS, yeah. You're putting your kid down that young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, especially the way everything happened. I just hope he knows that everyone, like, as much as WWE Universe cared about him, especially he proved that they proved it during that Extreme Rules. Mm hmm. Yeah. With that pop of his return. And all the puppets coming alive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God. That was mesmerizing. It was. Um,. Let me see. Anthony, thanks so much for tuning in. I was hoping it was fake. (laughs) I was hoping it was fake to bring back The Fiend. Man, this is a sad day. That's what I thought, too, when I saw R.I.P. Bray Wyatt. You know, I thought it was something fake. Because I was like, oh, I want, like, is this, like, The Fiend or a new character type of situation? So I was like, what? And that's when I went and, like, Tim, I went, Googled R.I.P. Bray Wyatt, and then I saw Triple H tweet pop up, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. That's why I thought it was at first, the way that it went. Um, Brocast, thank you so much for tuning in. 200 episodes. Wow. Congratulations, JD. Thank you so much, Brocast. Thank you so much. Sad day uh, with all this, but, you know, it's we're celebrating the memory, nevertheless, of these two mm-hmm. legends. Um, Isaac said, every wrestler should be given a lantern tomorrow night. Open it up with them on stage holding lanterns. Oh, man. That will open the floodgates. Yep. That will open the fucking floodgates, man. Uh, Graydon says, Uncle Howdy and the puppets will open SmackDown tomorrow, leading to unmasking to the company coming out on stage to attend Bell Salute. That would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, you know, them showing some type of um, a tribute from the Firefly Funhouse. Who knows? Um, but I, but Bray, um, Bray Wyatt is the one who's been uh, voicing them anyway. So maybe it could be just them not saying anything or holding up a sign or something. Um, but we'll see how we'll see how it goes down tomorrow. Um, and then Faction Cast, thank you so much for tuning in. Oh. Salute to the bloodline. Thank you so much. Um, Anthony also said he was one of the most authentic and talented minds since The Undertaker. Nobody has done what he has done with a character since The Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. The the returns and everything like that. And it, you know, the the amount of effort he went into the character to kind of like separate it from reality especially with the fiend um oh isaac was answering the question earlier of uh sacramento um that saudi is where ray won the universal title yeah uh faction cast says tim the goat my dude that's my dude that's my dude 
Dr. Thanos said, RIP Bray Wyatt, you will be missed. Thank you so much for tuning in, Dr. Thanos. Uh, Brocast said, anything that involves Bray and the Wyatt family versus S.H.I.E.L.D. was. Yes. Uh, Senora Stinky says, does Tim get told he looks like right back Feed me more! <laughs> I don't see it, TK. I just don't see it. I don't either, Courtney, but I put it on. I put it on. You did. You did. Anthony says, bro, can't do what Bray did. No way. Yeah, it's going to be very hard to uh, to replicate that. Let his character live on its own. Yeah, it's going to be very hard to replicate it. Uh, very similar to, you know, The Undertaker. Pe characters like The Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, you know, a lot of these characters and gimmicks that a lot of people um, can't be replicated. Uh, Isaac said that All In needs to do a salute for sure. Oh, yeah, I think they're going to do something for him uh, this Sunday. Definitely. Uh, Faction cast is Bo going to believe again. Yeah. He may, uh, he may come back. He may come back. Uh, Victor said The Rock just tweeted about him on Twitter. Let me see what he said. On the X, I should call it. X does not mark the spot, by the way. <laughs> My iPad still has the bird. Oh, you lucky you. Does. It's giving me the option to update it, but I'm not updating it. <laughs> uh... Let me see. He said, uh, I'm heartbroken over the news of Bray Wyatt's passing. Always had tremendous respect and love for him and the Rotunda family. Loved his presence, promos, in-ring work, in connection with the WWE Network. Very unique, cool, and rare character, which is hard to create in our crazy world of pro wrestling. Still processing losing the GOAT Terry Funk yesterday and now today. My love, light, strength, and mana, mana to the Rotunda family and Funk family during this tough heartbreaking time and then he uh tweeted out the photo of when they shared the ring together nice. i'll raise mind to that Dwayne. yeah man see and we finally heard from cross too on twitter really he said, no matter what's going on, call up a friend today and tell him you love them. You'll never know when that opportunity will be gone to do so. I'll see you up there, my see you up there, brother. And he tweeted that picture out with Bray and the lantern coming down. Nice. Mm. Mm. It's a feud I would have loved to see. Mm. I know. Yeah. I said like three years ago, or whenever Bray was with Alexa, and probably was three years ago at this point. I, I wanted Bray and Alexa against cross and scarlet and at the time cross and scarlet were still in nxt and i'm like that's like the perfect mixed tag team match like it, it just wrote itself the character work of both of them mm -hmm. wrote itself and they never got there and then well we see what cross and scarlet are now yeah nothing love them but you know facts are facts yeah they're just uh, hanging there <laughs> Faction cast, congrats. Yeah, hang in there, Carl and Scarlet. Lady Scarlet. Way. Thank you so much for that, Faction cast. Um, Isaac said, I can tell you this right now. I'm going to be a nervous wreck tomorrow night during SmackDown, but he's looking down at us. He wants us to remain positive through in and throughout. Definitely. Um, 
Isaac, I guess he's telling you, TK, Phoebe, Royce. These people looking a lot different. Oh my God, don't do the Royce. Don't do the Royce. Don't do it. Fact Cat said was at America's team live practice when I heard the news. Nice. Nice. I'm sure that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Can't wait for the season. Uh, Tyler, Tony said, Bloodline, what they should do tomorrow is have McFoley come out and talk about Terry Funk on video or show up. Um, he did post a uh, video package of him yesterday. Uh, not yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, so I don't know how they're going if what they're going to do as far as tomorrow. Um, if they're going to have McFoley come out, I mean, if McFoley talk about him on um, on the uh, on SmackDown or not, but we'll see. Um, but people in the chat, you know, let let us know if you haven't yet already. Uh, we're dedicating this portion of the podcast towards Bray Wyatt and uh, Terry Funk. So, you know, share your favorite moments of either or uh, your favorite matches and things like that, too, as well. And uh, any questions you got going on? Um, Yo, to the panel right here, can I ask a question mm -hmm. really quick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I'm looking at on the screen right here. It's a beautiful fucking match. Terry Funk mm. against Bray Wyatt. All right. Who wins this match? I oh, oh, Dango. No. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to cry. <laughs> Come on, we, Dango. Be easy on me, dude. We got, we, we, got, we, got, we got it up in the gates right now, right? Like they, yeah. they, they both have got, got it going on. We, yeah. we could have uh, so we, we could have the Fink intro doing the introductions right now. Mm -hmm. All right, we got Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby mm -hmm. Heenan on commentary. commentary. Mean yes. Gene just interviewed Terry Funk before he was about to walk to the ring. All right, so who's winning the match? Oh, this is a toss up, Bray Wyatt, because he's got his good brother Brody Lee in his corner. Mind games. Mm okay <laughs> okay I, I like that because you got a 36 year old going up against a 79 year old <laughs> yeah Bray, you you got this homie you got this <laughs> hey I, I had to do something comedic I didn't cried enough Yeah, I think it would be. I think it would more likely be Bray, especially if it's uh, Firefly Funhouse Bray. Sit there, mm -hmm. pretty much, put mm -hmm. Terry Funk in the uh, Firefly Funhouse and uh, have a lot of fun with that. Love it, love it. Yeah, I gotta go with. I, I think I gotta go with Bray myself. I just see Terry Funk just doing some crazy ass shit and ultimately yeah. getting himself fucked up, and Bray just capitalizing at the end of the match. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I, I too. We'll take Bray. Yeah, and everyone in chat, let uh, let us know your thoughts too of who would win in a wrestling match between these two. Yeah, it's just a fun thought. We're always talking about dream matches and stuff. You know, this yeah. is I mean, this is a random, random match, but damn, it's a fun match, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody wanted it to be Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker. You know, luck luckily we got that. Uh, from yeah. what it was, um, the it was okay. uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I said for what it was. Uh, I was more hype about the uh, entrances than the uh, match. And I was very upset that uh, because they were over in California, um, that it was still light outside for their entrances. I was just... That's why they had that weird Stephanie Triple H promo with the with the Rock and Ronda because they were trying to kill time. Yeah, yep. yep. I was so upset about that. <laughs> that was my biggest complaint from that WrestleMania. One of my biggest complaints from that WrestleMania was that it wasn't dark when the Undertaker and Bray Wyatt came out for their entrances. I know this is a hot take, but that could be one of the last great ones. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun match. And then, of course, when Undertaker, then we, then we got to see Undertaker, you know, team up with him, like kind of based, kind of one last time uh, when uh, he was beefing against L.A. Knight, came out and whispered in his ear. Kind of like uh, people uh, took that as a big, yes. the big passing the torch. Yes, that was such a beautiful yeah. moment. Oh, my God. After Bray hit Sister Abigail and then did the backwards creep walk staring at The Undertaker the whole time. Ooh, that was beautiful. That was. that was. I don't know why, but I really wanted one of his characters to be an actual Sister Abigail. I thought that would have been so cool to have a character named after the actual move. Yeah. I mean, it was that time that they, um, it was uh, when it was the demon Finn Balor and they were supposed to be mm-hmm. versus Sister Abigail, which, you know, yeah. I remember yeah. that one. Uh, then, <laughs> yes, and then that match got canceled and we got AJ Styles yeah. versus Finn Balor. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. A little scary what that was. Um, Tyler said, I know Tim thought the X on Twitter was going to be a faction in AEW <laughs> or WWE. <laughs> LOL, but Yeah. <laughs> Uh, faction cast also. I mean, yeah, faction cast said we drink in Terramana tonight. Oh, Ooh. Good stuff, yeah. Okay, baller out it's there. Like two hours plus <laughs> baller out there. Um, Anthony said, hard for me because his character got me back into wrestling again. He was my son's favorite wrestler. Yeah, my brother in law was a big Bray Wyatt fan. Uh, he was pretty much one of the things they kept up with, um, as far as with WWE. So yeah, I text him the news and he couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. I and mean, the casuals all knew him, you know. Um yeah. casuals, yeah. like he just like that kind of a you see him come out and say, you they stop. Just like casuals all knew the Undertaker, the lights, the flash. Who is that? Yeah, it's like Anthony says my kids love me. Oh man. Yeah, especially with the Firefly Fun House and uh when the fiend came around. Yeah. Uh, Tim Cross was teasing the Alliance on SmackDown. People posted a pic with him and Bray with Scarlet. Yep, which is what Kayla had said earlier. No. Uh, Victor said, Congratulations to 2000 Bloodline <laughs> Network. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and then Juan, thank you so much for tuning in. RIP Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. Um, Jacoby said Matt Hardy just posted to JD on Twitter and LA Knight with a pic of him and Bray. Yeah, I did see that. Um, I did see that Matt Hardy had uh, tweeted out about him. He, that was one of the first tweets uh, after Triple H that I saw. Um, and then I didn't see what LA Knight said. Um, Juan said ring bell ten times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Faction cast says TK getting checked. 
Oh man, you don't want to see me on steroids. That'd be some wild shit. <laughs> don't do roids. Take that dubby times a hundred. <laughs> uh, Senior Stinky said, "I went easy." Um, Juan said, "Funk is the teacher." Isaac said, "Tomorrow should be something they haven't done before. Let every wrestler who wants to speak give them the mic, go to the ring, and share their moments with both Bray and Terry Funk." It's kind of what they did for. Um, when Eddie had passed and Owen had passed, mm-hmm. they did like a vin- they did like backstage vignette uh, interviews, stuff like that to let them kind of talk and stuff like that. Which I'm hoping that's kind of what they do for here, because uh, some people may not, you know, want to go out there and uh, talk in front of the crowd, maybe with everything's going on. But I think if they did what they did for Eddie and um, Owen, it kind of like you know do some. In a, you know, backstage type of thing. Question: uh, that, Do you have JoJo uh, come back for one night? Mm. I think that would be a that that thing. would be That'd so be hard on her. I wouldn't yeah. do it. That would be tough. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got people sharing who they think would win between these two. Uh, Dory Funk, Senora Stinky said Bray takes out the comically large mallet and just goes <laughs> to town. <laughs> Devin said I got Bray. Uh Anthony said Bray versus 90s mankind would be sick. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. That would be great. Real fun. Um Richardson Manny, thank you so much for tuning in. Hi, Bloodline Network. Uh oh, I hear that SmackDown gonna be canceled and all wrestlers is headed home. I think they're gonna do something for him tomorrow. Because I think uh uh I saw a report that they canceled. They scrapped all the plans that they had for tomorrow. Yeah. They'll have a meeting tomorrow to decide what they want to do to honor him. Yeah. I kind of figured that's what they're going to do, uh, that they're going to do tribute to whoever wants to wrestle, kind of wrestle. I think it'll be more towards what uh, kind of what AEW did for um, Brody. Brody, where, you know, who people wrestled in his honor. Yeah. Uh, they really didn't have a lot of people who said their thoughts or anything. I think they did. They had some backstage. I think they had some backstage uh, segments of him, of people giving their thoughts. But I think that's what it's going to be. They're going to do a 10 bell uh, salute because they have to do Terry and Bray Wyatt. So I think they're going to probably dedicate towards both of them. What do you guys think? Uh, I, hate, I hate to say it, but I think they're just going to do a, uh, a picture for Terry Funk to start the show in remembrance of. And then the show will be dedicated to Bray Wyatt. They'll have armbands on, maybe some matches, lots of vignettes of people talking about him. I could see Rowan coming, like getting a little backstage vignette or something. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. I think they go with it for sure. They've already added the best of Bray Wyatt to Peacock. Damn. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. But yeah, I I think what they'll do for Terry Funk is they'll have a moment of silence tomorrow night, a picture of him and a Tim Bell toll salute for uh, Bray. And then somebody needs to check on Liv Morgan too, because I know she was close to that family too. Mm. Yeah. Um... Chris, thank you so much for tuning in. Said he's got the whole world in his hands. Uh, well, I was saying agree facts, but I don't know which, uh, I forgot 
I'm a little far behind on the comments. So I forgot what you're replying to. Uh, Chris said, Uncle Howdy. Uh, Richardson said, RIP to Bray and Terry Funk. God got his whole world in his hand. Love your kids. Don't abandon them. Love you. Yes. Um, Juan said, Thunder Rosa would have been a good sister, Abigail. Um, Anthony said, Oh, God, TK on steroids. Sheesh. <laughs> um, see victor said aw just posted on bray white again wrestling his family yeah yeah and i said yep yeah. yep victor i saw impact just i saw impact tweeted about him too and they learned about the uh that they're sad to hear about the passing um well i'm saying it might be too hard for i'm guessing about jojo uh victor said terry funk versus eddie kingston um i feel for eric rowan Raw should celebrate uh, Funk's life. Um, Terry Funk, I believe, would have been a good creative guy in AEW. Him become a manager of Blackpool Combat Club. Sick. Uh, Juan also said mentioned Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacoby said Bray. I got Bray Wyatt versus Ministry Taker entrance. That would have been great. Uh, and coming to the last few, Anthony said, Yeah, I agree with Tim. Funk was older, Bray was in prime and uninspected. Bray gets the full show. And then Isaac said, I hope they can get like Dane Bryan help. Maybe Mox will send a vignette or something tomorrow. Yeah, that I, I think that we'll probably get as far as on AEW side, we'll probably get all that stuff going on at um, all in. I think the, we'll see a lot of tributes happening during All In. Prob- even they can like you know do it during Zero Hour. I'm sure a lot of the wrestlers are going to be wearing um, black armbands or something like that um, as well too. Um, anybody got any other additional thoughts with uh, Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk? Not really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got no words. Yeah. It's just deep. Um, a lot of people are coming out uh, with what they're saying. I'm also thinking about Eric Rowan. Um, you know, with Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. Bo Dallas, um, IRS as well. Um, actually, yeah, I think Alexa Bliss said something. Actually, yeah, yeah. She yeah, did. Alexa. She said she was a loss for words earlier. Yeah. And she did a post to honor him on uh on Instagram. Okay. With the burned one with the burned version. The one I'm thinking about is Amanda Huber. I mean, like that's gotta yeah. be super tough. I mean, mm-hmm. they were really, really close. Obviously, um Bray was super shaken up when Brody passed. Mm-hmm. Like two thirds of the Wyatt family being gone, and yeah. these are real people, you know, like they're close knit mm-hmm. relationships that they have. So, like Amanda's got to be feeling this in all sorts of fucking ways. Yeah, she actually tweeted, um, "I have no words. I'm devastated," and she tweeted out photos. Let me get my light. That's the that's the one post that after I seen it that got me the hardest. Yeah, yeah. From her. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah, I love her. I think she's fucking great. Like she's a great woman. Um it's, yeah, it's sad. Brody Lee Jr. Like mm, he's probably yeah. 
Yeah, the, yeah, those kids, Brody and Nolan. Yeah, yeah, because they both because they both stated that you know Bray and Eric was like uncles to them. You know, even yeah. Braun was too. So you know they're feeling it just as much. As everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but we will definitely see, like Tim said, um, we will have our um, fantasy football draft going on tomorrow, while uh, which we had planned before all this, of course. So we'll be watching Smack. We'll be watching SmackDown while doing the um, while doing the draft. So you know, if you want to come in and kind of do a, a bit of a watch along along with us while we are. Talking about the show in between and then uh, the draft and everything, you know, come back in as well. Um, let me see. Where did I stop? Okay. Uh, Juan said, thank you. Um, Vector said, if I was Mikey Music guy in AEW, I would change all in to do Live in Fear as intro. I think, yeah, I, like I said, I think they're going to do something in AEW um, as far as with him at uh, all in. Uh, Bray lifted Bliss' career. I think that he definitely brought out that dark side of her. She loves horror movies, which is what she always said. And, you know, with her being able to work with Bray Wyatt, she definitely got to be able to play with a lot of the things that she enjoyed about the horror movies, especially with a lot of the... Uh, she definitely did a great Harley Quinn um, kind of persona when she was um, in the Twisted Union. I think they were called together as well. Um said god bless you all wvdc area love thank you so much for thank you so much for tuning in you know thank you um i do want to i do want to say as, mm -hmm. as um the hype man around here i want to fucking thank this chat you guys have been blowing up and yes. appreciate all of you guys being here please hit that like button on this 200th 200th episode for the first lady and for more great content like this, for more of the First Lady Sports Wrestling Entertainment, what we do, hit that subscribe button, please. And yes. <laughs> and kind of piggyback with him. Uh, I know we're getting a lot of people in here, uh, but we are the Bloodline Network, Bloodline, Bloodline Entertainment Network. Um, we are I always described as a group of awesome podcasters and writers who come together and we are talk about what we're passionate about, whether that is wrestling, uh, football, baseball, basketball, UFC, fantasy football, fantasy baseball, uh, movies, TV shows, gaming, whatever. Um, instead of going to all different websites with all these different topics, you go to one website and that is bloodlinenetwork.com. Um, so we are all either podcasters or writers or something like that. Um, so be sure to check out the website. Like I always say, you know, check out all the podcasts and the writers and the articles out there. See what catches your vibe and follow that person. But to introduce myself, uh, my name is JD, the first effing lady of the Bloodline Entertainment <laughs> Podcast, Entertainment Network. This is the WrestleBread Podcast. This is my 200th episode, um, which was originally going to be a celebration of the 200th episode and predictions for All In. But unfortunately, with the passing of Bray Wyatt, I decided to dedicate a good portion of the episode to Bray Wyatt. Um, we will be getting into All In, all in predictions in a little bit. But I wanted to kind of give everyone a bit of a safe space to kind of like talk out your feelings 
uh, because this is a major death for WWE as far as the passing with Bray Wyatt of someone, an active wrestler, um, something that I don't think we really have has happened as someone dying this young as an active wrestler, probably since maybe Eddie and Owen um, from way back. If, if I'm trying to really think, I think that was the last ones as far as active wrestlers to have passed uh, at a young age. So um, kind of give people a space to kind of like, you know, talk about your thoughts and memories of Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk, um, your favorite matches, you know, things like that. And to kind of like, you know, talk it out with a bunch of people who, you know, love wrestling just like you guys um but like tim said check out the website bloodlinenetwork.com be sure to like and subscribe as well you know smash that like button give that like button a sister abigail okay and crab walk your way to that subscribe button as well um yes i yes i did just do that right off the top of the dome (laughs) um but we also have merch, too, as well. Uh, go to bloodlinenetwork.com. We got some awesome designs, uh, T-shirts and tank tops and everything like that. Uh, as you see here, we got tank tops for those who want to show the guns in the sun. <laughs> like I always say, we got also T-shirts. We got V-necks for those who like it a little spicy. And we got one, um, stuff for the kids, too. Get, the, get some onesies for your little ones. We got um, notebooks, mugs. Um, phone cases and uh, as Devin says beach towels to get your ass off that hot ass sand because uh, that sand is hot even though it is the end of summer uh, but the sand is still hot so make sure you uh, get your ass off that hot ass sand um, <laughs> get your ass off that sand get your ass off that hot ass sand um, and then uh, got to do a little bit of a sponsor kind of break up things so stick around though but check this out yo what's good brother you ready to live stream oh man i just don't know i uh i'm feeling real low on energy right now what you know what man i know exactly what you need you need some w energy let me send you some w energy right now w w w who w what w energy What's that? What's W Energy Drink you say, Tim? W is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or against like other energy drinks. W Energy Drink contains no maltodextrin fillers and don't use artificial dyes. W Energy Drink also contains vitamins, amino acids, nootropic, and 150 milligrams caffeine. Here, Tim, try Dubby's Energy Drink latest flavor, Dragonade. How do you feel? Yo! Oh, oh, I'm feeling so much better. Damn, where do I get some more of that Dubby from? Oh, that's what's up. Just go to the awesome website, W.GG, and use our special code, Bloodline1, and get 10% off right now. Oh, no. Dango! Dango, yeah. where's your dummy? I gotta buy some. In chat. <laughs> I Come wait. on, Dango. Yes, so be sure to check out Dubby as <laughs> Nick says. Go check out Dubby. Um, 
and use the special code bloodline1 to get 10% off. And that's at www.dubbby.gg as well. Um, going back to the comments a little bit more, uh, Maokai Black going to have a dope gear of Bray Inspire. Yeah, I can't wait to see all the tributes that everybody's going to be pulling out, um, wrestlers and everything like that. I'm sure we're going to see some lanterns. I'm sure we're going to see, you know, probably some fiend mask or something like that as well to kind of show support too. uh jack says hi bloodline bray and terry funk thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much uh Juan said much love and new member now thank you so much um be sure to tune in uh there's a lot of podcast we have a lot of podcasts pretty much every single day mm -hmm. so like every we cover everything um like tim said we got fantasy football going on tomorrow um, we got gaming. I am the host of Late Night Gaming with JD. If you are a gaming fan, that's Mondays at 11.15 p.m. EST. I play Last of Us. And on Tuesdays is Star Wars Tuesdays where I play Jedi Survivor. That is at 10.30 p.m. EST. And like I always say, even if you're not a, even if you're not a, a gaming uh, fan or anything like that, you can come in and hang out and talk about it, stuff like that. I always go off on the tangent. Um, we always go off tangents here as well. Uh, Jack says, I appreciate you, Tim. I see you get jacked, man. A lot of love for Tim Muscles tonight. I am loving this. Goodness. Bloodline is about to open up a Patreon for Tim appreciation. <laughs> Yo, it's on my 200th episode, right? Shit. You know? Wow. My, and I'm wow. just saying, my hands are occupied because I'm in the midst of two fantasy football drafts right now okay just okay, another so one it's up not your burner accounts it's not no, senior okay, no 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 but i love this and you know what i'm blushing so keep it coming baby keep it coming baby keep the tim is jacked appreciation comments coming <laughs> hashtag tim is jacked <laughs> jack also said i hope tim i could be your loud manager of how bear savage have an aw look at this dude dude is jack tim stop tweeting stop messaging from your phone okay <laughs> your burner accounts here <laughs> put your phone down <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jack Michaels and Senior Stinky. <laughs> you know? <laughs> all right. Oh, I love it. Love it. said, You two family, all time. <laughs> 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 also said, I have my, uh, I have my lantern. Uh, Nick, good night. Thank you so nice much for tuning in and be sure nice to check bro. out Universal Wrestling Podcast as well. Awesome overlay. Always love the overlay. If you're a fan of uh, Pardon My Interruption, on ESPN, you'll love mm -hmm. you'll love their stuff. Um, Devin says, "Give me some of that dubby." I gotta say it like the way he says it in the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Devin also said, "You might as well start an OnlyFans, Tim. A lot of love out out here, Tim. I know, Tim. <laughs> A lot of love for Tim. I mean, comparisons to Ryback and everything like that. Fuck. I mean, fuck." <laughs> Maybe we're going to monetize a different way, fam. <laughs> oh, God. Exclusively on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. First month for a dollar. <laughs> but, yes. Um, 
I think there was something else I was supposed to. Yeah, there was something else I was supposed to share. Um, but yeah, so that, you know, like I said earlier, with the passing of Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt just kind of wanted to give a safe space for everyone to kind of talk about their feelings and to celebrate the lives of the both of them as well. Um, you know, it was um, both cr- the amazing creative mind of Bray Wyatt with um, as far as the fiend and everything like that as well. So um, very happy for him. I mean, we're very happy for the the things that he had put out um, that we got to experience him at his fullest as well. Um, but yeah, I'm. It's just really sad as far as what we will never be able to see now as far as with him. Uh, a lot of matches that uh, we won't be able to see again. Uh, would have loved to see him with Karrion Cross of what that would have been, a, what that would have been like. Um, mm-hmm. Love to see, um, you know, a lot of things. Uh, put it out there to the chat and for you guys too, as far as what dream matches you would have wished happened uh, with Bray Wyatt or even Terry Funk, because we always talk about dream matches with a lot of the legends out there. Yeah, I will just say personally, it's kind of funny because it's not a dream match because it happened a multitude of times. And one of my favorite, one of my favorite Bray Wyatt moments ever came in a tag team match with Roman Reigns as his partner against Sheamus and Rusev, I believe. And it was a uh, like a sister Abigail into like a point into a spear yes. at the perfect time. They showed that. that yesterday and on Twitter for WWE. That's the creepy part. Wow. Really? Yeah. I saw it yesterday. Wow. I don't know if it was Instagram. I don't know if it was Instagram or YouTube. That's fucked up. But yo, that was like such a dope ass moment. But yo, yes. see, like, that's the answer for me. What would it would have been? Bray comes back. Has his stable as he as he should have, you know. I, you know he's got Cross, he's got Scarlet. Maybe mm-hmm. Red Redbeard comes back and Uncle Howdy, and that was his stable. And he fucks with Bobby and the Street Profits for a little bit, and then he eventually takes the belt off of Cody because they have that Bray Wyatt versus Cody thing. And I've been talking about this for a, for a little bit now. I think we even said it on the SummerSlam predictions mm-hmm. that I wanted Cody to get the belts off Roman eventually, and then break and fuck with Cody. Um, or Bray be the next guy to fuck with Cody, just in general. Ugh, Bray and Cody would have been great. Bray and Roman one more time would have been great. Like, Roman took the belt off of, or well, he took the belt off of Braun, but triple threat, I digress. Then he comes back. He has a fucking beef with Roman. Oh, man, just, that's what I wanted. The Cody thing is what I really, really wanted. I want to see Roman one more time. And I want to see the stable come together. Like, I wanted the puppets. I want to know who the puppets were. But Yeah, okay. definitely. Shout out to this new person in the chat, Kayla. Kayla. Family. Kayla. Yes, no relation to Kayla that's on the panel, of course. But yes, thank you, Kayla, for tuning in. And uh, I see you, too. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. I was just like I had to. 
And yeah, you just gotta do what you know Tim has been doing all night, which is uh, you know, pausing himself up in the chat. <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? Y'all gotta show me your tricks. <laughs> oh man. Nope. I've been trying to make a I'll be honest, I've been trying to make a trade. For, I, I got I got and no one cares. Mm-hmm. Keep going, JD. No one ever cares about someone else's fantasy football shit. You <laughs> I <everything>. care. I <laughs> care. <laughs> yes, you're welcome to give me tidbits of what you're doing before we about to draft. Yeah, somebody's got to help. Have to, uh, <laughs> I still have to do research because I am drafting number ninth <laughs> out of ten, which means people who I would want to draft will probably be gone by the time it comes down to me. But remember, so. you get 9 and 11. Yeah, you get, so I know. You get like C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown or something. So like you could like pair up a couple nice big wide receivers. That's what I like there. I can. You know, the, the snake draft that it just goes, um, you know, the back and forth. But it's just uh, you know, just waiting for 1 to 9 for 10. Yeah, for then number 10 and then Oh, wait, it's snake order, so right? So it's one to ten and then ten to one. Yep, exactly. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of people yeah. that's gonna go between my picks. So I'm gonna have to like I think again. I think I think you'll get CD Lamb though. If you want to take your cowboy round one, I think you'll get a little I think you can get a little CD lamb action right in that pick. I can. I know I can get yeah. like some some really good, interesting back to back picks, but then it's gonna be like 20 people, <laughs> 20 picks before it comes back down to me. So once uh so before, I would have to go like deep into uh, mm-hmm. sleepers and stuff like that. I can't do the surface level stuff that I would do when I play the, in the NFL fantasy leagues. I have to, plus it's PPR and with people who know what they're doing. So I can't simply, you know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. What with I'm you. doing. I'll, I'll be honest with you. What I did was, to the best of my knowledge. I separated the two leagues into the people who I thought were, I, I'll, I'll never use the word experts, but um, more experienced um, against the people who are less experienced. Now, Dango and Brandon, they claim that they're fantasy football studs. So let's see what they can do in the league. Um, yeah. Um, with, with, with all of you guys who are not so experienced. So that's what I'm, I'm mostly most curious about. But mm-hmm. I did the best of my abilities to separate those leagues to make them as fair as possible. Cause I'm not putting me or Maddie daddy or streets in a league with you guys. Like, I'm not trying to come eat you guys up. Right? Yeah. That would have been a slaughter. That would have been a slaughter. Hey, take this trade. It's a great trade. <laughs> right, right. No streets, no temp. Yeah. That's what I'm, going to. I'm not giving you uh Patrick Mahomes for uh for AJ Brown or something like that. <laughs> What's oh. going on, Melissa? Thank you so much for tuning in. Congrats on 200 First Lady. Thank you so much. <laughs> and here goes the more of the TK appreciation. <laughs> she has been seeing the chat. Uh, just to let you know, Melissa, he has been messaging to himself with his burner accounts. Yes. Uh, Okay, I think you need to check the phone as well. And TK, you're lo- looking mighty fine tonight. He <laughs> has been hyping himself up, Melissa, to try to do like OnlyFans or Patreon or something like that. 
don't know what's going on here. Comparisons to right back and everything that has been going on tonight. <laughs> the chat's been loving TK. <laughs> it's been a wild night. <laughs> it has been a wild night. So we are about to get into predictions for All In. Um, we're going through 11 matches. Uh, Tony Khan uh, gave a spoiler out. I thought it was a spoiler because I know they pre-tape Collision. But then I found out Tony Khan actually gave the spoiler out himself as far as one of the matches. So I saw that too. <laughs> Bakley messaged me and I was like, so was that a spoiler? And he's like, I guess. I was like, thanks. And he's like, oh, it's going to be announced before anyways. I was like, that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. You'll, you, he said you, it. You, you, yeah, he, he said it. Uh, Juan said Bray should go into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. they'll definitely do something for him. Um, well, this will be the this will be the Hall of Fame under Triple H. So I'm hoping that he is going to do it properly and correctly. That we're not mm -hmm. going to be waiting five years and sit here and beg for Bray Wyatt to go in. Um, Right. But I don't know because uh, we still have uh, Batista that still has to go in. He was supposed to go in one year. Um, and, and, gotta, and, and Heyman's got to be Philadelphia. Yes. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, my yes. God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Daniel. Yes. yes. Yep. But Bray probably it? should be the first one announced. Yeah. Same for Heyman to go into the Hall of Fame in Philly. <laughs> The hubs can't hear y'all. He just saw my reaction. He thought yeah. I got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Bingo. Heyman versus Heyman and Philly would be great. Definitely. Yes. The pop for Let's that. Is Rob Van Dam in the Hall of Fame yet? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. He got him like two or three years ago. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Brian needs yeah, to go into yeah. Hall of Fame to honor Brody and possibly get it for Eric put the Wyatt family in there first. All three members of the original Wyatt family. That would be cool. Oh, That, that would be, be very cool. good. Yeah, that would be cool. Interesting. Be <laughs> and then you have Rowan and Tri no. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Man, yeah. Bray's got to go in this year, though. Like, this year, right away. And he's probably got to be the first one announced. Like, it just makes sense. Yes. Yeah. If he's not, we riot, but I don't know where we riot to. Um, I don't know. Wherever, wherever <laughs> T TKO's headquarters is going to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Let me pull up the list here. So, like I said, we got 11 matches as far as our predictions for, um, for All In. We were starting out with the Zero Hour. Um, so the first one, we're going with the pre-show matches. Let's start with the spoiler one. And that is for the F. Well, if you don't want spoiler collision, even though uh, Tony Khan already said it. Um, that just man. plug your ears for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we got for the FTW championship, Jack Perry going against Hook uh, for the FTW championship. Um I'm going to go with Hook on this one. I think we may have a feel-good moment, probably have Taz come in or something like that because uh, Taz has been looking pissed as hell 
with um with Jack Perry taking the title and saying all the things that he's saying. And they've been teasing of him doing something about it. Um, so I think that's what we're going to be getting here. Uh, Kayla, we'll start with you. What's your predictions for this? Um, Taz has been, you know, getting, you know, aggravated with Jack ever since. And well, I think it's time for hook to get that title back because Jack needs to be knocked down his Jack needs to climb a tree again and become jungle boy. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, obviously hook should get it back. So. All right. All right. Dango, what's your predictions for this match? Uh, I got hook. I got hook, go. got hook up. All right, Courtney, what's your prediction? My prediction is the Darius Carter wannabe needs to get his ass whooped, and I'm going with Hook. There you go. <laughs> All right, TK, what's your prediction for this match? Yeah, it's very random that they just rebooked this match without, like, just spoiling it. Um, I thought that we'd see some sort of ECW legend come out on collision. Jack's supposed to retire the FTW title. What the fuck is going on there? Obviously, Hook's going to be the one who comes out. It kind of feels lackluster at the end of the day. I said it a bunch. Jack winning this belt was stupid. This is not the singles belt that Jack needs to win. This is a fake belt. However, Hook without <laughs> this belt is, like, meaningless. Like, what is Hook without this belt? He is nothing. If Jack beats Hook again. What does this do? What I think happens, Hook gets the win via help from Taz. Feel-good moment mm -hmm. in front of the mm -hmm. crowd. But then, I'm going to just future book right quick. Mm -hmm. Jack's going to end up back with Christian and Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is going to lose the TNT championship to Darby Allen at All Out. Mm -hmm. And Jack is going to beat Darby for the TNT title with Christian and Luchasaurus behind him. Thus, mm -hmm. giving him a real fucking singles title. And there that's you go. Future booking. So, hook. There you go. TK booking ahead of time of what is going to happen next. Uh, Devin, who is AEW's number one fan, <laughs> saying that he got Jack Perry. Uh, and then he follows that up with the fairy tale world championship. There you go. <laughs> this is why there's ain't a, a real singles belt for Jack, which is just this whole thing has been the goofiest. Fun. I wish he retired it. <laughs> it's nostalgia. He wanted to see the title on his kid. Uh, and then Jack Michael goes with Jack Perry. So there you go. <laughs> okay, TK, put the phone down, brother. <laughs> there you go. Um, it'll be cool if Taz comes out with Hook during the entrance. Mm -hmm. I guess he'll be doing commentary. Well, no, he can come out and do commentary or something like that, especially since it's pre-show. Um, and then... Uh, for the pre-show, we have Ozzy Open, oi, 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 uh, Kyler Fletcher and Mark Davis going against MJF and Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. Uh, Courtney, what are your thoughts on this match? And everyone in the chat, as we go through these matches, you can put down your predictions, your thoughts, and everything like that as well. God dang it, it's killing me tonight, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. I had to get that out of my system. But it's going to be the team better than you, baby, with Adam Cole turning on MJF and therefore breaks MJF's 
heart, and we get baby face MJF. So there you go. There you go. All right, Dan. Uh, I think I already know what your prediction is, uh, but I'd you can open. say it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think Adam Cole cost him the title. There's some miscommunications. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. So you think the Aussie Open is going to win off of a miscommunication? Uh, Devin says better than you, Bay Bay. Uh, Kayla, what's your thoughts on this match? Um, Aussie Open is going to retain um, because, like, kind of like we'll bounce off what uh, Dango said. It's pretty much. It's either going to be a little miscommunication from between either between Cole or MJF because when they do have tag team matches, they it's either one or the other. One of them is always just like not on the same page. So, why does Dango look like Gru now? <laughs> see. Shout out to Linux. Thank you so much for tuning in. RIP to both Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. Yes, definitely. We did talk all about them earlier in the um, show. Um, but like Tim said, we're going to be doing a uh, fantasy draft that we originally was um, that we had originally had planned. Um, we have a bloodline fantasy football fantasy league that we got. And we're doing the draft tomorrow, which will be happening during SmackDown. So we'll be watching SmackDown as well. So if you want to come in, uh, especially if the, you know, sad as the show we know is more likely going to be, you can come into the chat, you know, hang out and, um, we'll be talking some wrestling and some draft as well. Uh, Juan says MJF and Cole build up for their, uh, lose to build up for their match. Uh, Tim, what's your thoughts on this match? This one is really a coin flip in, in all honesty, because the way I look at it is this. Why would Adam Cole and MJF hold the ROH tag team titles? That seems really just odd. But who is taking the pin? Is MJF taking a pin before their fucking world title match later on that night? Is Adam Cole eating a pin before he goes and wrestles for the world title? No. These guys are walking in to the main event with those tag team titles. And as much as I don't want Aussie Open to lose those belts, because I don't. I don't at all. MJF and Adam Cole are going to win this match. They have to. Who's eating the loss? I, I, I just, for, for everyone who, or anyone who just answered the question of Aussie Open wins, who is eating the loss in this match? Like, who is taking the L? Um, I'm going with, I think, uh, MJF. I think MJF takes the pin, setting up him either retaining later in the night or Adam Cole beating him. Or it's the other way around. Yeah. Whoever takes the pin is going to be the one that wins later on. Mm, that's interesting. Ooh. Juan yeah. said facts, bro. He thinks it's going to be a DQ. So that's Oh, interesting. That's fair. I can see that. And Dango, so they pulled a WrestleMania 10. Brett loses to Owen to start the show. And then Brett beats Yokozuna to end the show. Mm. So who's Brett? Good callback. Brett Hart. I know who the best there is, the best there was, the best ever will be. I know, I just brought the example. Uh I know who he is. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you didn't know for a second. (laughs) I love you, Dango. I love you, Dango. 
Uh, Devin also says the DQ in zero hour. I don't know. You could have the kingdom interfere. We've talked about this on the Dynamite um, review show, watch along a multitude of times. We've talked about how the kingdom is going to get involved at some point. You got the whole Roderick Strong thing. You got the Mike Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, Maria Canellas thing going on there. Do they get involved here in this tag match? Are they the ones who cause a distraction? I think you would say that for the main event, or maybe those guys are just not main event material, and they come out on the buy-in and cost them the tag titles, which is kind of possible as well. I'm all over the place with this match. I really, really don't know because I, I can't. I'm going to stop talking. I just can't see him. No, you're fine. <laughs> I just you're don't fine. see how one of those guys loses unless they do the throwback to WrestleMania 10 and the opposite. Whoever's shoulders go to the mat wins mm-hmm. the title. Like maybe Adam Cole gets pinned and then he, because he gets pissed off, the kingdom help him beat MJF for the world title. Maybe that happens. I don't know. Yeah, that could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, wants that AEW has to deliver a good show. I think it'll be a good show. For what I've seen on paper, I think it'll be a very good show. Plus, the the crowd, the UK crowd, is going to make it 10 times more exciting, of course. I cannot wait to hear the crazy ass chats that they're going to have out there, the songs and everything. And it's in UK, which means they're just going to just, it's going to be up to a level 10. Um, and who's well. going to take <laughs> off their shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll see who they who it is that they hate. Probably Christian. <clears throat> oh, prob- Christian will probably oh get to take God, off your shoe yeah. if you hate Christian. That'll be amazing. Um, as far as my opinion, um, this can go truthfully either way. My thinking is though, if at if better than you, baby, takes the Ring of Honor titles, then what do you do? Uh, you have them. Are you doing this for people to now tune in to Ring of Honor? Are you going to have them defend the titles at a Ring of Honor show? Or are you going to have people um, try to, or are you going to have them defend the titles at on Dynamite? So, you know, if I, because if, at first I was like, oh, it'll be great for better than you, better than you, baby, to win the Ring of Honor titles. But I'm like, but then what? What do you do with them as a tag team, as ta- tag team champions, uh, especially with Ring of Honor? This would be a great way, and I'm hoping this if um, if this is the way he t- um, Tony is going to go, that they win that the most over tag team one of the most over tag teams right now win the Ring of Honor tag team titles to put more eyes onto Ring of Honor, especially since Ring of Honor is under a subscription based service in order for you to watch the shows live. So <clears throat> I'm hoping that's what they do. Um, I'm going to go with better than you, Bay Bay here. Uh, because mainly because my whole theory is I'm hoping that they stay together because this is a, a very over tag team. I mean, they put over a double close line and kangaroo kicks like that's that's a genius. That's genius. That's charisma and marketing that they put over a double close line out of especially in AEW of all the rustling that we've seen. All the crazy flips and everything that we see, a double clothesline gets the crowd hype. So I'm hoping that they stick together, even though they are facing each other later on tonight. I'll get into my theory what I hope happens later on. But I think here they um, win the AEW World Tag Team titles. Crazy sauce. Yes. And then Ozzy Open goes back to New Japan. And here I was. 
it, it, I just pitched the whole Adam Cole on JF, how they can't lose. And I'm sitting here thinking while you're talking and pitching that same thing that I think Aussie Open is going to win now. God, I hate going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Coin flip match. It's a good thing. Yeah. A, that's what, and that's what I was hoping all in is going to be the coin flip matches, the dream matches, just talent among talent flips and lots of good shit, basically. Um, <laughs> Devin said, said no. DK just took a selfie of himself for his OnlyFans. You're not like, no, 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 no. I actually, I, I was, uh, I, ironically, I was talking about grandparents of one of my buddies. Um, and I got a picture of my grandma, like this huge, like, um, art painting that my wife got me for Christmas one year. And I said, No, I got my grandma sitting next to me at all times. I just took a picture of her and sent it to him kind of like ease it a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> not of me um no one wants no one wants to see that why i say you can listen to us on all major audio platforms Breaker and spotify and iheart and, and youtube music yes <laughs> nice segue bird nice segue go. you got it <clears throat> So and we're also set up all to... the YouTube on the on on this channel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, we're also going to segue into the next championship match, and that is FTR for the AEW Tag Team Championship. FTR versus the Young Bucks um, had a very good sit down that they had um, with Renee. Devin said, "Sure, okay." <laughs> A lot of questionable things, Devin, that is happening during this uh, stream with. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, sorry, I throw my wife in there. Otherwise, she'd probably get angry with me. There you go. See, I'm not bullshitting. Okay, bro. Well, let you off the hook this time. <laughs> well, yeah, we they had a very good sit down with. Um, Renee Young of uh, the back and forth between these two and uh, Young Bucks saying that they are Hall of Famers when they hang up their boots everybody's going to say that um, the Young Bucks are the best tag team in AEW one of the best tag teams and that when they look at FTR they're going to say that they are the guys that were named on being the elite of course mm-hmm. with uh of course, uh, the elite constantly saying fuck the revival, and they became FTR, and that lit a fire under FTR ass. So definitely as we come to the rubber match between these two tag teams, all the craziness that we're going to see, um, interested to see on what everyone thinks uh, Juan says, FTR wins or we riot. There you go. So, Tim, I'm going to start with you on this one. What are your thoughts? Oh. this match. Yep, make your decision, sir. Oh, I wanted to coin flip after hearing all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Juan, though. I'm, you know who I'm swinging with all day. Fuck the elite. Fucking if FTR don't win, fucking we riot. It's all about fists and shit, you know what I'm saying? But thinking logically about it with what's going on with Cash, I don't know. Like, do you keep the tag? Do you let them win in front of 80,000 people? Again, we don't know what's going on with Cash. It very well could just be a misdemeanor thing. The guy mm-hmm. could be filing false allegations. People are bullshit. He could that guy couldn't know he's Cash Wheeler and is like, I'm a fucking file an allegation against him. There's no like truth to anything. Like innocent until proven guilty, right? 
Mm-hmm. The end of the day, I think the FTR was supposed to win this match. The Young Bucks are never going to put themselves over. The incident, though, has me fucking my mind weary on it. Yeah. I, my heart wants FTR. In a weird little fucked up way, my head's telling me to take the Bucks, but fuck the Young Bucks. <laughs> FTR or we riot. I don't know where we riot and why, but FTR or we riot. I'm with you, bro. FTR. There you go. Kayla, what are your thoughts on this match? Um, I was actually on the same boat with uh, Tim. You know, it could go either way. You know, the whole thing that's going with cash, we don't know what's going to happen is, you know, honestly, my heart wants FTR to retain. But as much as it hurts me to say this, I honestly do think just so cash can get cleared up or need to do what he needs to do. Um, I believe the Young Bucks are going to come out as the tag team champions. Just one more time, enough just to – I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I just want to have a – you know, have that feeling, you know, because, you you know, let's say, for example, they get the titles. Okay, tag titles might disappear for a while because we don't know what kind of court – dates or something he's got coming up so enough for him to be able to clear out what he needs to do you know then come back and take the titles back from the young bucks and we'll get a fourth match so um because they both we every match they put on they put on one hell of a match so it'll be great you know the next time around so but i believe young bucks is going to get it i hope i'm wrong but guess we'll see (laughs) Guess we will see. Uh, Devin says, I got FTR, but do I really care? And Hell the no, answer, you of don't. course, is nope. <laughs> Juan said, WWE did FTR wrong. We need a feel-good moment. Yeah. Yes. They've been on a tear since they left WWE. I'm very happy that they did leave WWE. I was one of those people that did not enjoy the Usi Hot segment. Uh, because I remembered FTR versus DIY um, and FTR versus Alpha America, if I'm thinking correctly. I think they were all, yeah, I think they went against Alpha America yep. at one point. Yeah. Yep. Epic the, uh, yeah. The, the glory of the uh, tag team division in the black and gold NXT. Um, so, yes, yeah, so when they came up to the main roster, shaving each other back and doing the Usi hot and stuff like that. I was not happy. Um, so I was very happy that when they went over to AEW and at least got to get back to their wrestling and stuff like that as well. Um, Juan said Bucks do have a lot of pool in AEW. Yeah, they they do. They do. They are the EVPs as well. Um, Dan, what are your thoughts on this match? I think that the Young Bucks are going to win. Because I mm. think he's got to take got to take the title off just in case. It's one of those situations where it's just in case. You got to make the business move to see what happens. But I could see it going FTR too. I still got a lot of thinking you got to do, but I'm going to go with uh, Bucks right now. Okay. Before the weekend, I got to decide. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't showing Bakley my cards because more than likely Tim said it's going to be Dan versus Dan. Mm. <laughs> Dan versus bowl. Dan match. Yeah. There you go. In the All dirty right, cool. bowl. <laughs> 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 
weeds on a pole match. That was a good one. Devin said, Usos and FTR segment was pretty hilarious. Well, of course, you'll, you'll like it, Devin. Right. Vince BS storylines. All right, Courtney, what's your thoughts on this match? Uh, Courtney really don't care because Courtney really don't uh, get down with AEW like that. Hell has frozen over last night. When I did watch AEW Dynamite, I gave it a six. Um, who do I see as champs? I'm going with the super kick party, baby. There you go. Nice. Uh, Devin said fighting for the weeds title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. Don't forget the dirt. <laughs> In my opinion, I'm going to actually go with the Young Bucks here. Um, I think it I think it also has to do with the fact that we don't know what's going to happen as far as with that case, kind of like a, a just in case type of moment, because um, they could easily, you know, FCR, once everything is clear and done, can easily just come back. We do this match once more, or you can have the Young Bucks lose it to someone and then FCR defeats them for the title or something along those lines. So you can easily do something along those lines. But I think, you know, I think we're going to have the Young Bucks win here. Um I think they're the Young Bucks are very fun and they love to troll people. And I think them winning the tag team titles, they'll definitely be trolling a hell of a lot more. Uh, the only <laughs> thing that's okay about the Young Bucks winning the tag titles means that maybe, just maybe, I get what I've been asking for for like three years. And that's the newly teamed, or once again teamed, newly returning. Santana and Ortiz win the fucking AEW tag team titles, okay? So maybe they take the belts off the Young Bucks after the Bucks win them. But maybe we get a best out of five between these two teams down the road and FTR wins the next two and maybe that turns into a best of seven or something because Young Bucks just can't be better than them. Ugh, gross. No, the Young Bucks sometimes do put on some very fun matches and with FTR as well. Um no, they're, I, great. they're great, guys. Yeah. I'm, I, you know what? I'm such a fucking hater, but they're so fucking good. Everything they do fucking compels me. The other day, I was sitting here. I, I watched YouTube randomly. ROH popped up. I watched a five on five between the Elite, um, with the Bullet Club Elite when it was Young Bucks, Cody, uh, Marty Scurll, mm-hmm. and Adam Page. Like when he was mm-hmm. like the shittiest of the group against Lij, and it was in the UK. And the UK crowd, I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. But, man, the Young Bucks, they were the show. They were the whole show. And I'm just sitting there like, I hate them so much. But they entertain me every time they're in the ring. But FTR or I riot. (laughs) There you go. Repeating the words of Juan, ironically. (laughs) I think he is Juan. (laughs) (laughs) So... Before we get into the next match, uh, going to give, um, like I always, like I said, especially for those who are new to oh, yes, the Bloodline Entertainment Network, um, we have a plethora of podcasts out there, and we've got some <laughs> exciting news for one of our podcasts.
Yes, but the broadcast will be live streaming. Our brothers from down under, who are way in the future right now, they already know what has happened with All In. <laughs> they will be doing a live stream, so be sure to check that out. As Kayla, uh, no uh, relation to Kayla on the panel, says, no offense, Tim, sorry, but best friends earned the titles before Santana and Ortiz. I'm out. Sounds like this Ka Kayla is a fan of Chris Statlander as well. Don't yes. know. Don't know. Maybe. Not a, not a fan of Tim like everyone else. So. <laughs> Maybe. Juan said, hell yes. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, now we're getting into the next uh, match. The, the only women's match on here. I had to I had to double check that. Uh, the check it off the list match for the AEW Women's Championship Fatal Four Way against Haiku Rushida, Tony Storm, a new Tony Storm it looks like, Soraya and Britt Baker. Um, Courtney, I'm gonna start with you of your thoughts on this match, and do you think that we could possibly get a breakup? Of the outcast, since we have Tony Storm and Soraya both in the match together going after the belt. Of course I do, because once you get your teammate in, that is disastrous for your team. One. Two, <laughs> the only one I really care about in this match is Sheeta, because she's holy Sheeta, and she should not lose her belt to Sriracha. Hot sauce. <laughs> there you go <laughs> there you go Dan what's your thoughts on this match oh Soraya Soraya easily <laughs> <laughs> not even close this is supposed to be Jamie's spot but they're going to give it to Soraya instead there you go do you think it could be a possible breakup with the outcast with Tony Storm and Soraya maybe a miscommunication Another miscommunication because that's just what wrestling is. <laughs> yes. Plant the seeds. Got to plant the seeds for it. Kayla, what's your thoughts on this match? Um, I've always loved Sheeta. Um, Britt Baker, you know, you know, she's one of been one of my favorites in AEW. Had the chance to meet her, very sweet, loved her. Um and Tony Stormy, I'm not gonna get into Tony Storm. Um, so Raya, I loved her as Paige. Um, and I can't really say that I'm a, a fan of her really with this whole outcast thing because she's in a storyline right now, basically same storyline that she complained back in WWE with the Bella twins and the spray paint. Um, that kind of just aggravates mm -hmm. me. Like you were the, like you were the ones to complain about it, but yet you're doing the same thing. So, but um, I believe Soraya is going to come out as your new champion because this is her comeback story. It's been, you know, she was got injured. She didn't think she was going to have the chance to, you know, ever come back um, and wrestle. She's going to be in England. She's going to have her family there. And I think this will be a big spotlight for it. So I believe this is Soraya's moment that we've been waiting for. This is her comeback. So, um, and if she's not, I mean, whoever comes out with this, you know, they had to work for it because normally, and I admit, this is the same way it goes with WWE and the same way for AEW or any wrestling promotion, you know, ladies kick ass 
more times than the guys do. So, Amen. So whoever comes out winning this, you know, which I believe it's Soraya, they had to work for it. So, yeah, definitely. Um, my thoughts is I think that Soraya is going to win this too. This is in UK. Um, this was, I feel also too, originally Jamie Hader's spot. Um, it could go to Tony Storm too, but I think the fact that they brought in Soraya for this, um, you know, they brought in Soraya and, you know, this, like I said, it's in UK and everything like that. And I'm a, I'm a Sheeta fan. I would have loved for her to retain and everything like that. Um, but kind of similar to what they did previously with her, they um, didn't really do much with her title ring. I think it was her. I don't know if it was her or Ryu that was pretty much ringside when they were champion. Was it Sheeta that they did that to during the no, pandemic? No, Riho. Riho. Okay. Um, yeah, but I feel like with the feud that's going on between the Fatal 4-Way, the tension is being put on more with Britt Baker and the Outcast than it is with the champion. So I feel like they're going to put the title on Soraya. I'm hoping with the title on Soraya that it would that it would kind of force um, kind of what, what happened with Britt Baker. That will force Tony Khan to do better and to put a lot of more attention on the women's division and kind of like give consistent storylines, especially um, putting the champion kind of like front and center. Um, the way that he did Britt Baker when she was the hottest thing going, chef's kiss. You know, everybody was talking about Britt Baker, put her out there all the time. And I, I feel as though they should do that with their top champions from the get-go. I'm hoping with him, you know, putting the title on, on Soraya that um, he would sit there and put put her out there as much as you did um, with Britt Baker as well. You know, give them, give the ladies the attention. Um, if not, I'm sure a lot of us are going to be like... Tony! Tony! <laughs> uh, so one got Sheeta. Uh, Devin says, I got Thraya, but I'm still waiting for this change she's supposed to bring. <laughs> the rest for the women's division. Uh, I'm going to play Devin's favorite. Um, I'm sure what he likes to say every time he sees AEW. A bullshit? A bullshit? A bullshit? <laughs> A bullshit? <laughs> but he is waiting for the change for the women's division. Um, Juan said Tony Khan trying to keep her happy. Yeah, I'm hoping she just used this to elevate the women's division kind of put on the pressure you know when if, if he puts on if he does puts the title on her that she will turn around put the pressure on him to say hey what we need to do this that and a third somebody has to say something about um you know just doing a little just doing a little bit more with the women's division outcast aka we break off yes yeah that's what streets refers outcast. to him as yeah former wwe people yep that's pretty much what it is. Uh, Tim, what's your thoughts on this match? Did you need to flip a coin as well with this one? No, no, okay. no. This, no this, this, easy. this one set itself up. You guys you guys are all right about this one. First of all, first of all, I want to throw a big comma out there, okay? And then respectfully mm. for all four women. My God. It's very rare that you get a comma respectfully for all four, but Chef's kiss for that, all right? 
Secondly, it's very easy who wins this match. It's clearly going to be Soraya. It was not the plan. Jamie was supposed to be the plan. It's It all set up nicely. Sheeta gets the title back so she can defend it because she didn't get to defend it because of COVID, right? So she gets to defend it in front of 80K. And then Soraya gets to win it in front of her people in front of 80K. Britt, your biggest star is in the match. Tony Storm, who probably shouldn't have lost it to Sheeta, who shouldn't have, like, this whole transition from Sheeta to Soraya shouldn't have happened. But Tony is a team player. Devin, I get your comment. Like, but there's only so much someone who can wrestle once every two months could do. Right. And Soraya, even once she gets the belt, it ain't like she's going to be out here fucking defending it. She'll be like the tribal chief, if anything. She'll defend it once every like couple of months. And I'm not, I'm not hating on that. Like sometimes when you're a big enough star like that, it's okay. I do, I do think Soraya will probably, I don't know, maybe she'll hold it till Jamie gets back. Maybe that's the change we need. Maybe she gets two women's matches on TV. I don't know. Um, but it's Soraya. It's, it's fucking easily Soraya. There's no questions about this one. Soraya. And I don't think we start any tiffs or anything be- within the outcasts. They don't care. Whoever holds the belt, holds the belt. Soraya has done nothing but put Tony Storm over as being the best woman in AEW. If Tony wants to be, like, it would be very selfish for Tony to act the opposite. Because Soraya has done nothing but say how you're the best Tony, you're the best Tony, you're the best Tony. It's all about the outcasts having this belt. And, like, Soraya hasn't, like, gotten into this to steal it from Tony. So, I think they still continue to work as a unit until Jamie comes back. Like, I can see this Outcast Originals thing picking up again come early next year when Jamie's about to be back. And we get a quick pause in it. Because you know they want to go blood and guts with it. And as they fucking should. But you can't do this without Jamie Hitter. She is the key cog in all of this. Because without her... The originals are nothing. There you go. Brought to you by TK. Um, and after your comment, of course, with Bray Wyatt's passing, definitely got to play this clip when it comes to this woman's match. I'm going to fight all these urges, my brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> respectfully. Respectfully. Um, and then, of course, with the change of Tony Storm is going through with the... Um, old school hairstyle and the pearls and stuff like that really becoming like um really one of like the women from like back in like what the 50s 60s or so something like that um and then of course what we had saw of her coming out in dynamite so i can't wait uh for this match uh of course um let's see we got uh Juan says she to retains okay. uh Jack Michael says she retains. (laughs) (laughs) Oscar AW, it's time. Yes. Um, So next up, we have uh, the tag team coffin match. Undertaker rolling in his grave because he did not get to participate in the tag team coffin match. Didn't even think about a tag team coffin match. Don't know how this is going to go. Props to TK for coming up with something um, very different. Is this going to be a big ass coffin? Do you need to get both people in here? Uh, Dan, I know you in the weeds. Did they mention any rules for this coffin match? Do two people got to be in this? 
Nope. They haven't announced anything. Not that I noticed. I got to I gotta check with Bakley. He's still out on the grass. There you go. I don't know if both people got to be in the coffin or if it's whoever is in the coffin first or something like that. I'm very interested on how a tag team uh, coffin match is going to go. Um, but we got... Sting and Darby Allen going against Swerve Strickland and TNT champion Christian Cage, who will be the TNT champion for forever, 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 <laughs> forever, um, forever, Chris- ever. He only ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Were you about to say Kayla? I said you said the forever. I said he only wishes that he was champion. <laughs> yes. The uh father figure to those who have lost their fathers. I mean, as soon as he hears of someone losing their father, here he comes with the savage ass promo he cut against poor Nick Wayne. Um, but I am loving this savage Christian Cage here. Um, but yeah, tag team coffin match. Can't wait to see how this goes. We have Sting wrestling in front of 80,000 people out here. Um, can't wait to see how much he's going to show off against all of us who is half his age of how, you know, he is able <laughs> to sit there and just do crazy ass stunts. Meanwhile, the other day, I turned my neck very weird and had a you know, little pain in my neck that I sat there and scared the hell out of me the other day. Here goes Sting jumping off of things and just doing crazy-ass stunts with fucking Darby Allen, who just don't even care about life at this point. Um, so, uh, Courtney, I'm going to go with you of who you think is going to win this match. Well... First of all, I like to speak on the dinosaurs we have. Give him back his damn title, Christian. Carol Mack, go home somewhere. Jesus Christ. Okay. I have none other than the master of the coffin drop and sting winning because when there's a coffin involved, Darby don't miss and he falls. He doesn't fall in the coffin. He always wins. There you go. Um, Juan saying that he thinks that Mercedes is going to be coming. She still got that a broke ankle. She still broke. Okay, didn't know. I I didn't. I wasn't hundred percent sure of her timeline. Uh, okay. Devin said Christian is the greatest fake champion of all time. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is a great champion. Um, Loser Storage is just there, like he kind of was been for a bit of a while uh, in AEW, but you know. That man is actually a genius. He is. He has a master's degree, I believe he always says when he talks. Um, But yeah, I mean, it takes a master's degree to know you just stand there and let Christian Cage become the greatest TNT champion of all time. (laughs) But Dan, what's your thoughts on this match? Uh, I got, I got, actually, I got Darby and Sting. Mm. Because I think Darby loses his match next week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cage. So whoever wins this one wins mm-hmm. this is the other one. That's the smart thing. Maybe. There you go. <laughs> that's what you would think would happen. I'm hoping that's what happens. Okay, Lewis, your thoughts on this match? 
Um, well, <laughs> I mean, it could go either way. That's what I'm thinking. Flip your coin. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's a good coin. Honestly, I think Darby and Sting's going to get this one. Um, like I said, I don't like you know, I don't see Darby getting the title back from Christian Luchasaurus, whoever is in the ring defending, probably be Luchasaurus. Uh, but yeah, Darby, Darby don't, when it comes to coffin drops, coffin matches, anything high risk or he don't miss one beat at all. So he's always one step ahead. So I think Darby instincts got this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to go with Darby and Sting. I think this is going to be one of them crazy matches where we just see Sting just kind of go off once again. And um, yeah, definitely going to get the spot of Darby jumping off of something to do a do a coffin drop off of something. Um, very interested to see who, who would take the pin. Uh, I think it might be Swerve Strickland that would take the pin here uh, as far as getting into the coffin. Um but I know we're going to see something crazy from these two. And then, of course, you have to have the the amazing entrance of Sting in front of 80,000 people. And I'm sure that would be great. It'll be a, you know, no no pun intended. It'll be a great swerve if Swerve and Christian Cage was the win here to kind of give uh, Christian some momentum that he will pass along to Luchasaurus uh, for All Out. Um but we'll see what goes. We'll see what happens. But I think this is going to be one of them feel-good moments with, um, with Sting and his his uh, protege Darby Allen. Tim, what's your thoughts on this match? I think you're muted. Fuck, my bad. <laughs> tell me. Um, glad you were telling me, but um. This match, it's easy. It's Sting and Darby all day. There's no coin flip here for me. Um, Sting getting this moment in front of 80,000 people. Super cool. Sting doesn't have very many matches left in him. So this is going to be, I don't know, maybe it could be his retirement match for all. We know the, mm. the um, everything involved in it is going to be a lot of fun. We got the newly face turn AR Fox, which is totally random. Who's going to yeah. be involved. You got Nick Wayne, who who could, who could possibly be involved. You got Luchasaurus is floating around. You got the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage floating around. So you got a lot of outside people who are going to be involved in this match, I would assume. Sting, it, Sting and Darby are going to win this all day, unless we get some heel turn from AR Fox. But at the end of the day, Sting is undefeated. Like, Sting doesn't lose. So Sting's not going to lose. Sting and Darby win the match. But Christian and Swerve, are they not the two best heels in AEW? So it's kind of crazy that they got the two best swerve. swerve. <laughs> they got the two best <laughs> heels in AEW teamed up. I really like how they put together the two stories that Darby has is intertwined in in this match. So Swerve and Christian, cool, but Sting and Darby win. Yeah, definitely. Props to Tony for booking uh, Darby's story that way. That you know his storyline with Swerve and uh, with Nick Wayne, and then of course with him going against um, Christian's TNT title um, via Luchasaurus is being kind of webbed in here. But yeah, very weird for AR Fox to um, kind of uh, be fired from the embassy and then joining um, Darby Allen. So that's why I said we may get the swerve there. Maybe this is a test for 
AR Fox or something like that, who knows, and he turns suddenly against on Darby, that'll be pretty much a very um, crazy thing. Uh, Juan said Sting has to be retiring soon. I thought Sting was retiring years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was retiring years ago, and he's sitting here still going on. I remembered when they announced he was going to wrestle, and I was like, okay, maybe this will be a two-minute match. Maybe this will be a cinematic match, but he just proved all of us wrong and constantly proving us wrong that he can go and he can have some crazy matches. Um, but question here is, do you guys think that Adam Cole, I mean, not Adam Cole, that um, Edge would show up sometime? I don't it, I don't think it'll be here. As I think, uh, when does his, his contract expire? End of September. End of September, yeah. So do you guys think, since we have Christian Cage in this match, do you guys think that Edge would show up in AEW at some point? I'll, I'll just take it, sure. Um, do I think he shows up at All In? No, I, I think that's yeah. way too too soon of a turnaround time. At some point, sure. Yeah, I, I, I do think he's going to show up in AEW at some point. They have unlimited money and unlimited resources. You bring him in. You put him on, you want to try to boost ratings on Collision. You ain't got to fuck with him on Dynamite. Put him on Collision. You got Christian there. You can team him with Christian. Him and Christian against FTR is a fucking, like FTR trained Edge to come back. You know he wants to come and work with them. Edge yeah. and Christian against FTR. You got Edge and Christian against the Hardys. I know that sounds gross. You got Edge and Christian against the Young Bucks. You can have Edge do fucking, Edge is still in fucking fantastic shape. Edge and CM Punk is a program on Collision. I know everyone hates Punk, but <laughs> you're putting big names on a show where you're trying to draw ratings, right? So fucking throw Edge on there. Edge and MJF. Edge and Adam Cole. There is so many good potential matchups that you could have there. Why not? And, and you know what? If they're going to offer him $6 million a year, does WWE and Endeavor match that? I don't know. John Moxley's getting three to six. Why wouldn't they offer Edge? And you know he's got a couple good ones left in him. So I do think he shows up in AEW at some point. Anybody else got any thoughts? I don't uh, think he shows up at all. I think he shows up. I don't. I think he shows up one last time with Christian. If if y'all looked at the video I sent today, he said he's more interested in being a father, so he wants to be with his girls and Beth. So I don't think he shows up at all. I mean, he retired in Toronto. That's what he wanted. Even though we did not see the boots technically, but, you know, he says he's done. He's done. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll eventually show up. I think the the biggest thing and what what I really like about what WWE does with their legends is they use their legends more as mentors than really kind of like um, squashing talent or taking away opportunities from talent. I mean, we see with Billy Gunn working with the acclaimed, working with his kids. We saw with Jake Roberts being a manager to Lance Archer, even though, yeah, Lance Archer hasn't really been doing much. we also saw with, you know, Taz with um, when he had, um, I forgot his, uh, his group, what his group name was. But when he was working with, um, with Brian Cage, Ricky Starks at, a, at certain points um, as well. And uh, with Chris Jericho as well with the inner circle. So with their legends, they usually 
uh, even with Christian Cage and uh, uh, Jungle Boy uh, teaming up. But they they tend to use their legends more as far as like mentors. So I think it'll be cool if if um, Edge was to come over. Um, I'm I'm very sure they're gonna easily put them with um, put them with Christian. I would love to see how Edge would be as you know a, a, a big ass heel like we're seeing with Christian, just going off. I mean, we kind of see, especially the fact that he would be in the same company with Matt Hardy once again, um, mm-hmm. which you know that would be very interesting. <laughs> but um, like Courtney said, you know, he did mention he wants to be with his wife and kids, but AEW does give a lot of leadway as far as scheduling and giving time off and stuff like that as well. Um, for, well, I mean, he he didn't do a lot of house shows or anything like that with WWE uh, since he is more of a legend with them that he has a lot of leadway as far as the scheduling and stuff. Um, but I think, you know, he can go over to AEW, kind of give a last hurrah, um, Juan saying Edge versus Omega, do some, you know, kind of do some matches between people who you've been seeing and been watching that you, um, I just got, I didn't, I didn't get Juan at first, what you were saying, but yeah, it, I see it on this day. I see clearly, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, for for him to kind of like work with people Mm -hmm. that he never really worked with before. Um, and to work with talent that you've seen and to work with um, Christian once again. It'll be uh, very interesting to see how that goes. Um, and then, uh, so Tim had brought up CM Punk. So we're going to talk about CM Punk's most favorite people, which is the elite Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, and Kota Ubushi, the reunion of the Golden Elite. Going against Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Kanosuke Takesha. Um, wish the Gun Club was here. I would love to have seen their entrance in front of 80,000 people. Um, but, you know, a girl can hope that maybe they'll randomly throw them on the pre-show or something like that. But I doubt it. Um, but we have the match of, you know, the reunion of Kenny and Coda, Jay White with going pretty much going against Kenny Omega at a certain point and uh, Kanosuke. So happy for Takesha of, you know, where he started as far as with AEW. No one really knew who he was. He was just this guy that started to catch a little bit of lightning with people. And now here he is wrestling in front of 80,000 people against Kenny Omega. Um, Tim, I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, well, there's one guy in the match who's there to take the pin. I mean, he's always there to take the pin. He was there to take the pin at Collision. He's always wrestling hella matches. Good time. Great character! But he's there to take the fucking pin, all right? And it's cool to see the the Hangman promo last week when he's like, Kenny's going to team with his two best tag team partners ever. Super dope. Very excited. Should be a fun match. I've wanted Kenny and Jay White for a while. You know, Takeshka's being built as the star on that side. We know who the star on that side is, okay? Let's not sit here and pretend who the star on that team. When we're looking at those three guys, there's one guy who should be in the center, okay? And it's not Takeshka. Love Takeshka. (laughs) Not in the ring. Never seen him put on a bad match. But Jay fucking White, Okay. He's the fucking star on that team. And I can't wait to see him and Kenny mix it up. I can't wait for that inevitable one-on-one match. Very excited for it. 
This match is going to be great. Juice Robinson's a stud. His shoulders, his shoulders will take the pin when it's all said and done, though. The elite win. Yeah. Uh, Courtney, what's your thoughts on this match? Uh, pretty simple. Golden Elite's going to win because you got Coda and uh, Omega back together again. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Dan, what's your thoughts on this match? Golden Elite, I'm going with Tim. Josh Robinson takes the pen. But there will be a couple Blade Runners. That'll be interesting. Uh, Kayla, what's your thoughts on this match? I'm going with the guys. Golden Elite, Juice eats the Juice eats the pin. I mean, that's why he's there. That's what he's been doing lately. You don't see Jay getting pinned, so. No, Although you don't. I wish Jay would get pinned. Yeah. my personal opinion. <laughs> nah, I don't think they're going to try to... I think they're saving him saving him of, as far as like getting pins and stuff like that, maybe for um, a major feud. He's been very dominant as far as... Um, he's been pretty dominant um, just so, so far. He's been a bit dom- dominant. Um, as far as me, I'm going with the Golden Elite. Um, I'm sure everybody's going to be excited to see uh, more of Coda and Kenny. Um, even though we did see a little bit at the Blood and Guts match, um, but I think, you know, it's good to see Coda back. Um, I know people were like feeling some type of way with uh, Coda in that match, but people got to realize that's Coda's first match back. Of course, he's not going to be like, you know, straight up as if he has been wrestling every single day since he um, had since his last match and everything. So it's good to, you know, it's good to kind of get him back in with multi-man matches, kind of like get him back into what we know for him to be. Um, like I said, I'm happy for Takesha. Jay White is going to tear it up. And yeah, Juice Robinson is there to uh, take the pin pretty much. Um, Devin says he got golden elite. And Juan also says that he has the elite as well. Uh, so next up, we have the stadium stampede match. The uh, match that you can play now on AEW Fight Forever, which I am planning to play probably as soon as this stream is over. <laughs> we have Eddie Kingston Orange Cassidy, Penta El Zero Mierdo, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta going against the Blackpool Combat Club. That is John Moxley, Claudio, Wheeler Yuta, and the returning Santana and Ortiz. Exactly. Happy for Proud and and Powerful to be back um, as well. (laughs) As we have Queen Courtney in the chat. Hey fam, I see you peekaboo. <laughs> Who's that? Who that? Who's that? Who that Courtney? <laughs> but um, I'm very interested to see this match. Uh so far with the stadium stampede matches, we have had it where there wasn't a crowd there. So I'm very interested to see how this goes down. I mean, the first stadium stampede was amazing. Uh, because they got to use pretty much all parts of the stadium. Um, so I'm interested to see how this is going to look with the live crowd there. I feel like it's more going to be like an anarchy in the arena type of situation where they go to different parts 
of the arena. Um, I would love for it to turn out for what we saw with Chris Jericho and Roderick Strong, where they were in the stairwell. They went outside at a certain point um, to kind of keep the match a bit unique and different from a, an average Falls Count Anywhere type of match. But I expect a lot of craziness. I expect Eddie Kingston to do something crazy because he does not like Claudio. Um, <laughs> if you guys didn't check out the promo that they showed um, when they announced the stadium stampede and they brought out Eddie Kingston, he said, play the game, don't play the game, I don't care, whatever. But Claudio, he said, I'm coming for you, basically. So um, I am going to go, hmm, this is another, for me, this is a flip a coin match because I could definitely see Blackpool Combat Club dominating um, dominating here, especially with uh, Pride and Powerful returning here. Love to give them a win out, you know, right out. Um, but I also see Eddie Kingston definitely wanted to get his uh, get back, especially with the way that we left Dynamite with, um, with Ray Phoenix getting injured courtesy of the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, so I get, you know, sometimes you, a lot of times with these type of stories, you want to have a happy ending and a bit of revenge for uh, someone who got injured. Um, but I'm going to turn heel here and I'm going with the Blackpool Combat Club um, because, you know, hammers and elbows wins it all. And I think that, you know, I think the I think there'll be a bit of um, a tiff between Eddie Kingston and the best friends here. And I think that can go off to something else from there. Um, but I think the Blackpool Combat Club will come together. Um, shout out to Wheeler Gouda, who is from Philly. Um, happy for him, wrestling in front of 80,000 people. But yeah, I'm hoping for the win solely because of Proud and Powerful, because I'm a fan of them. Devin's most intimidating wrestler in all oh. of wrestling, <laughs> Wheeler Yuta. There you go. There you go. Tim, what's your thoughts on this match? First lady, for me, this is not a coin flip. This is very easily one-sided BCC all fucking day. I know, Kayla, you're not happy with me, but listen, <laughs> listen, there's one person in this match, just like we talked about in the last match. One person in this match is there to eat the pin. Why Chucky e. T is even in this match is wild to me. So why he's in it? Why is Chucky e. T in this match? Because he's going to fucking eat the loss. That's why he's in this match. Uh, fucking Santana and Ortiz being back is fucking, oh, some OnlyFans shit, okay? If you watch the fucking watch along, you saw how he reacted when they were back. Fucking Ortiz out there with a sock full of quarters spinning that shit. Santana coming out to the fucking entrance. Oh, my God. Mox, Claudio, Wheeler, they need wins. They've been losing, like, fucking in big matches. They were been losing like crazy. BCC gets this win. No doubt about it. Chucky T takes the loss. Eddie definitely gets some shots in on Claudio. Orange Cassidy is going to look good. Trent's going to look fantastic. Pent is going to look like a fucking star. But... It's BCC all day. Yeah. Shout out to Chucky e. T because he is from Philly as well. That he is also wrestling in front of 80,000 people. Um, but I'm sure if Eddie was to somehow lose this match, I'm sure we will probably get it. I quit AEW. Pace.
but Devin, two months. <laughs> he, do. he definitely do of course Devin putting up the over and under on john moxley bleeding will we get a goldberg type of situation where he somehow comes out with blood on his face already um but very surprising breaking history news um he wrestled at dynamite and did not bleed did not bleed during that match which is uh very exciting um kayla we're gonna swing over to you what is your thoughts on this match i think we know where you're going with your pick <laughs> <laughs> oh um those who know me that obviously i am a huge fan of the best friends and orange cassidy um I'm, i've always liked eddie kingston i've always loved the lucha bros um been a fan of Mox and Claudio. He's all right, but as like the tribal chief says, Wheeler Yuta, the most un intimidating guy on the whole Blackpool Combat Club. Um, I'm excited to see Santana and Ortiz back. Um, my mind is saying that Blackpool Combat Club is going to win, but for once on this one, I'm going to go for my heart because I really believe that they need it. Um, because of how the street fight went down. Um, and I'm still sticking to it that she may just said good luck on Twitter or the X, whatever you want to call it. She did say good luck, boys. I'll be rooting for you. Um, but I think she's going to make an appearance somehow in this match and get involved is Miss Statlander. She's going to help her boys out. So, like I said, my mind's saying Blackpool Pong Rat Club, but I'm actually going to go with my heart and say Eddie Kingston on that side is going to win. And Wheeler, Utah, is going to take the pin. <laughs> eat that pin, Utah. Eat the pin. Yeah, he usually does eat the pin. Uh, Juan says Chucky e. T. A. Jobby. He, he's the other one that eats the pin no as well. No disrespecting Chucky e. T. up in here. <laughs> Juan also said toss up most likely Blackpool Combat Club. And we also have Queen Courtney saying what's up with the only fans, I'm sure, is <laughs> talking to you, TK. <laughs> hey, it was, it was fucking Ortiz on OnlyFans, not me. <laughs> Dan, what's your thoughts on this match? I got the BCC. I'm going with what Tim said. You got it. Chucky e. T's in there to take the fan. I'm sorry, Caleb. <laughs> Do not text me after this live stream. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Oh well. Now you 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 win the doghouse, buddy. <laughs> All so, <right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Courtney, what's your thoughts on this match? This match is gonna slap, but here's the uh issue. Santana and Ortiz ain't gonna like something the BCC does, so they gonna start a brawl within themselves. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you don't eat the pin. I'm going with the best friends, baby. There you go, Kayla. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Solidarity for the best friends there. Uh, but I think this is going to be a very fun match. And like I said, I can't wait to see how this match goes as far as the stadium stampede as well. Uh, another amazing match that we will see, and that is Will Ospreay 
going against Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho cannot wait to show up Seth Rollins and have the crowd sing his theme. 80,000 people singing his theme. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure it's going to be an amazing entrance for Chris Jericho. Uh, The rumor was out, the rumor thrown out there is that he may be playing his own entrance, (laughs) which, um, I don't mind it. I mean, the 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 damn song is catchy. After a while, um, but yeah, there's a rumor out there that he may play his own entrance, and then I'm sure he's going to stop, and then he'll um, let the crowd take over the rest, like they're going to. And I'm sure the crowd will probably be crazy enough to continue singing the song uh, during the match as well. Um, but we had Will Ospreay a fiery promo between these two on Dynamite with Will Ospreay mentioning that his contract is up and that he is going to have, first of all, an amazing two months after he beats Chris Jericho and beating, um, I forgot the uh, people that he had uh, mentioned. I I think it was Kenny, Chris Jericho. And I forgot the third person he mentioned that he would have defeated in two months. Um, Okada, he beat him during the G1. Oh, okay, Okada. Yep, yeah. So, um, but he said his contract is up and he is going to prove that he is the best in the world. Sorry, TK. Um, But, (laughs) (laughs) but that, um, and he also mentioned, uh, I forgot who had asked him his dream matches. And he did say that one of them was with Chris Jericho. Um, I was one of the people who was hoping that um, it would have been uh, Will Ospreay going against Kenny Omega, but it is what it is. Uh, thank you, Angela. Congrats on your 200 first lady. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, everyone. Uh, Juan said, might be surprise match of the night. Yeah, I think it could be the surprise match of the night. Um, Chris Jericho is I mean, Chris Jericho is still, you know, putting it out there. Um, like I said, I thought it would have been Kenny Omega going against uh, Will Ospreay. That may have been, um, that would have been the match here. But I'm not mad that, you know, we have Coda teaming up with him um, to, at, at um, All In. And we're going to get this dream match from Will Ospreay of him going against um, Chris Jericho. Um, but I can't wait to see. What this match is going to be like, uh, Will Ospreay is one, like I said, is one of the best out there. He can kind of tailor his wrestling style kind of pretty much with anyone. So I can't wait to see his interactions between him and Chris Jericho um, as well. Courtney disagrees saying Jericho is a jobber. <laughs> but um, Courtney, we'll go to you since the Courtney in the chat mentions about Chris Jericho. What are your thoughts on this match? Uh, Chris Jericho's eating the pan. I got Osprey, baby, because I know him from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Nice. There you go. Uh, Tim, what's your thoughts on this match? Oh, man. Will Osprey in front of 80K in front of the UK? Come on, baby. Chris Jericho is there to put this dude over. We're going to get some Judas. My my biggest thing with this is trying to figure out how Judas is going to go down. Like, is Fozzie going to be on the stage? He's going to walk out with a microphone, walk down to the ring, singing it. The crowd's going to chant him down. That's where my head's at. The winner 
is Will Osprey. It is no, no doubt, no coin flip, as someone would say here. It is Will Osprey and only Will Osprey. And yeah, we, we can do that for sure. There you go. Uh, in the words of Devin, you are, it is decided. It is decided. There you go. I'm going to go with Will Ospreay. I'm a huge fan of Will Ospreay. I cannot wait to see the craziness that he pulls off here, but I cannot wait to see the entrance of Chris Jericho. I'm also, especially if he is planning on um, playing himself out there and put on a performance just like we see at WrestleMania and stuff like that of, of a whole, of a little mini concert. And then he just puts down, it, it'll be very cool if he starts if he starts doing the song and then he stops at the chorus for the rest of the fans to take over. No one UK, they probably know the second verse of the song and everything um, as well. Uh, Kayla, what's your thoughts on this match? Um, I'm kind of, like we, we talked, I'm interested to see how he does do Judas. Like, you know, um, how are you going to do your own performance and, you know, walk to the ring or, but like I said, I think he's going to start it out and he's just going to have the rest of the uh, fans serenade him to the ring. Um, but there's no toy, uh, no toy toss. Um, <laughs> no, no coin toss on this. Um, Will Ospreay is getting the win in England and it's going to be a lot of respect between him and Jericho in the ring afterwards. Oh, yeah. I think Will Ospreay is going to go over here. Uh, Juan said he has to change his style for his match. Yeah, I, I think he'll be fine as far as uh, adapting to Chris Jericho's style of everything. I'm just hoping it doesn't look... I, I'm hoping that we're not going to get a lot of uh, oops, oopsie daisies in this match. Uh, Juan says Ospreay wins here. Uh, Dan, what's your thoughts on this match? Will Ospreay going home gonna go pick up a win because Jericho don't need Jericho don't need to win yes Jericho's had many Wrestlemania wins he don't mm-hmm. need a win he's gonna put over the young kid to try to get him ready to come over there they're gonna try to recruit him over there come January yes, yes. oh they're definitely gonna try to recruit him over there Chris Jericho is the number one person of recruiting people to AEW so yeah I believe he's going to uh put him over there i mean it's in uk i'm sure that crowd is going to fucking chant their asses off for will osprey uh next up um here goes uh tim's match of the night and that is for the alleged real world championship i don't know what the hell is going on here um as far as why this is a match for that belt uh just because he sprayed an x on it now suddenly it is turning into a legit belt uh feels like cm punk is trying to turn this into another ftr i mean uh ftw situation that you create your own belt and then we just gonna sit there and say yeah it's a legit thing um and I'm sure, uh, and I'm sure Dan will probably be seeing it, of course, uh, with the dirt sheets that we will have CM Punk and the Elite in the same location at the same time. Uh, everybody, hide your dogs and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure there's not another uh, brawl when it comes down to it. Um, 
So yeah, I'm I'm sure there's going to be a lot of ears perked up at what the hell is going to happen. Uh, make sure that there is no pickles or any muffins at the media <laughs> scrum afterwards as well. Um, but we have CM Punk going against Samoa Joe for the real world championship. Uh, Samoa Joe, of course, on a tier because he is sweet tooth in Twisted Metal, which I still have to finish. Um, but Tim, we're going to go with the person with the easiest pick of here. Uh, pretty much a matter of how long you think this match is going to go, how happy you're going to get from this match. Um, I'm sure with the way you feel of, with CM Punk, it's just perfect. Everything down to the last minute details. So, ironically, when the rumors were, were going down that CM Punk could potentially go to AEW and that Samoa Joe was being released from WWE, I said, what, what, what is the likelihood that we could potentially have a CM Punk versus Samoa Joe match in AEW? And I'm like, ah, no. Two and a half years later, we got a random match on Collision, which was like, why the fuck? Are they doing this in the semi in the sem in the semi finals mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. Owen Hart Cup? Just randomly put together, it felt so stupid and so out of place. Just trying to draw a rating on Collision, which I get, I get, but dumb and out of place. Sometimes dumb and out of place actually makes sense if there's a long term plan. This was his long term plan, which is why that match felt the way it felt. Because as we know in wrestling. If you're going to have more than one match, you save some for that next match, which is why the match they had on Collision, it was fine, but it was a roll-up. And like Samoa Joe said, a roll-up? I have beaten your ass every single time we fucking fought, including this match, and you beat me with a roll-up. No, we're fighting again, motherfucker. We are fighting again, motherfucker. And I love it, and I love the story. And I love that they probably held back because they knew they were going to fight in front of 80K. And I'm all in with this. 17-ish minutes, they they better perform. They, they, they're they old. They're in their 40s. But they better fucking perform. Of course, Punk wins. It's going to be Punk and Ricky in Chicago. Of course, Punk wins. But I do think that they have the potential to put on a really good fucking match. And not just because I'm a huge fan of both guys. But because the story's there. I hope they do. Yeah, I think the story is there. And Tim's reaction to this match will be like Devin in a Roman match. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely watch the watch along um, this Sunday. It's uh, the pre-show is at um, what twelve Eastern on Sunday. I have to definitely put set an alarm because I I keep thinking it's eight o'clock uh, that this that this uh, pay-per-view is going to start at. But yes, check out the watch-along. Uh, you can watch Tim sit his heart rate just going up and down <laughs> when this match happens because he is the CM Punk fan. All right. Um, CM Punk! <laughs> Uh, just like how uh, Devin feels for Roman with his title, I'm sure as far as Tim with CM Punk and his title, it's forever, forever, forever. 
And that includes taking the fucking belt off. I, ooh, no spoilers. I will not spoil who I think is going to win that. Nope. Get out we'll the take the belt off of them, too. TK. We'll take all the belts. <laughs> he is in the weeds. He's an honorary member. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely in the weeds when it comes to CM Punk. Okay, Devin said pre-show starts at 12 p.m. EST. So, yes, check out the watch along. 12 p.m. EST. We will be watching all in along. Devin will be there, the number one fan of AEW. He is going to be there for all in. So we'll see his excellent expert opinion, in-depth opinion on all of these matches. First lady, you know he loves doing the AEW yes. watch-alongs. He tell you he fucking hey, 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 but he loves doing the watch-alongs for AEW. My travel teeth don't love AEW. He loves WWE and Roman Reigns. I didn't say he loved AEW. <laughs> I said he likes to, he loves doing AEW watch alongs. <laughs> yes. Uh, AEW is hate, 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 hate. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Old school going to tell the story. Yes, there's definitely going to be a story. Uh, Courtney, what's your thoughts on this match? I boo that man. I will boo him out the building all and forever in life. I got Joe, 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 Joe. I'm a Samoa Joe fan, so I'm going with Joe. There you go. I got the clip for you as far as your feelings with seeing. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. I'm a bunch of kids, and I work with a bunch of kids. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Devin Salby dropping scientific facts for the AEW watch along. Yes, be sure to tune in to listen to his scientific (laughs) facts for AEW during the watch along. Brian, what's going on? Thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, Bloodline. Wish I was in a better mood. Just found out about Bray Wyatt. RP to him and Terry Funk. Yeah, we had a nice about an hour-long discussion between Terry Funk and um, Bray Wyatt. But you can tune in to the uh, tune in tomorrow. We'll be doing a draft for our Bloodline Fantasy League. We're also going to be doing a, a watch along with SmackDown. So hey, if you plan on tuning in to SmackDown, you want to you know be among people to talk your feelings out and you know how you're feeling and everything like that. More likely a, a cry with some of us as well. I'm sure they're going to be. I'm sure that vin, uh, uh, video, that vignette, that video package that they're going to do for him is going to be amazing. So you know, definitely tune in and uh, watch along with us. Uh, Dan, what's your thoughts on this match? I got Punk. There's no way he's losing this title. Punk just <laughs> Punk just made his own title. It's fine. <laughs> I was there it's when he made it. When he... <laughs> So yeah, I'm going CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Boo that man! So no. Dan was there when he made it. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, what's your thoughts on this match? Um, honestly, I could really care less about who wins <laughs> his match. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, it's just because I'm really not a fan of either one. But if I had to choose a winner. Flip your coin. No, I know who I want to say. <laughs> and we're going to make a certain person jump up and down. 
Yeah. Oh God, don't do it. Don't do it, sis. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I gotta say it since he created his own damn title, CM Punk's gonna win. I don't see Samoa Joe taking it. So Yeah. I am a big fan of Samoa Joe. I just want Samoa Joe to just whoop everyone's ass and just, you know, take names and we all just go, you know, Joe, 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 Joe's gonna kill you. But nothing can compare to the power of CM Punk. Um, you know, he created his own title and everything. And it, the, the reign of CM Punk is going to continue, unfortunately. Um, I, wanted, I wanted Ricky Starks to pull the win and everything with this feud. But I feel like with him circling back. Uh, to CM Punk, especially with this real world championship, um, that CM Punk is just gonna be on a tier. Uh, Brian says, gotta take Punk, yes, and Juan also saying CM Punk as well. Um, next up for the AEW Trios Championship, we got House of Black. Uh, Malachi Black, Brody King, and the all-powerful Buddy Matthews going against the acclaimed Max Caster and Anthony Bowens and the return of badass Billy Gunn for the AW Trios Championship. Possibly a retirement match for Billy Gunn. We had the storyline of him putting the boots in the ring after they lost to um, House of Black before. Uh, took the boots off immediately, left them in the ring as far as, a, you know, kind of like a, this is pretty much the Mark Henry on the Salmon jacket that we got going on here. Um, House of Black took the belts, you know, destroyed them and everything and took pride in the fact that they retired um, Billy Gunn. The acclaimed has been asking for him to come back. Um the House of Black came out and attacked the Acclaim, and out comes Daddy Ass, who let us all know, like, sorry, Daddy Ass will not be in at All In, but a certain badass will. And I'm sure Road Dog is rolling in his grave because he's like, what about me? Everybody remembered the Road Dog, Jesse James, along with the badass Billy Gunn. Um, but, yeah. But, unfortunately, nope. It is that only badass Billy Gunn, along with his kids, the acclaimed. Uh, as Warren comes in here, what up, Warren? Oh my guy, what's up, my guy? <laughs> Anyone but Punk. Um, but I'm he, I'm gonna go with the acclaimed and badass Billy Gunn. I am so happy for Billy Gunn, and I made this joke. Plenty of times, and I am dead serious. Out of all the members of DX, Billy Gunn is the one who is having the most fun out here, just being over as all hell. 80,000 people cheering for him and is going to be so happy for him. This man is 59 years old. Another person that is jacked as all hell, um, just showing all of chiseled. us. Yes, chiseled. 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 Um, Stole me, Devin, but... <laughs> 59. Put him on yeah. the bachelor. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, you just gotta. God damn.
Not going to sell you. I agree with you here. Right, uh, comma, respectfully, 59. What the? 59. Yeah. Look. 59. And uh, yeah, he is out here just killing it out here. Um, I cannot wait, though, to see the entrance of House of Black. I love the entrance of House of Black. It goes hard. So I can't wait to see how that looks. Um, but yeah, you're going to have 80,000 people. I cannot wait. I know. I know, and if there are UK fans listening to this, I know you guys are going to come up with such a unique ass chant for the, for the acclaimed. I cannot wait to see what song they're going to come up with or whatever craziness they're going to have. They probably will have actual I don't, I don't know how they're going to get it through the stadium, but I'm very sure there'll probably be actual scissors in the air or something like that, uh, knowing how crazy that they are. Um, but I'm going to go with the acclaim here. I feel like this is a feel-good match, even though um, it could go to, with House of Black retaining and then this being a feel-good moment of Billy Gunn retiring in front of 80,000 people. But I'm going to actually go, go with the acclaim here that uh, they're going to win the trio's titles win here. Uh, Juan said Black needs the win, but acclaim goes over rock a billy yeah i think uh i think the acclaim will win the trios tiles here um tim what's your thoughts on this match it sucks that the house of black had, you know house of black versus fucking lfi is what's supposed to be going down like house of black against andrade rush and jolistico like isn't that where we're supposed to be going with this we had the house feuding with andrade for the first six weeks of collision they beat them they or they beat the acclaimed and daddy. I'm confused. This confuses me why we're going back here. I thought daddy was going to be gone for a little bit until he comes back to help his boys and then him and his sons, his real sons, they <laughs> do this together. Man, everything inside of me, everything inside of me tells me that I should take the acclaimed and daddy. But you know, what? I, I'm going to take him, I'm going to take the acclaimed and daddy <laughs> just for one night. And then I think we'll probably get a rematch at All Out. The only rematch maybe at All Out to where the House of Black wins it back or something like that. But, um, it's I mean, the way they told the story, it has to be the acclaimed and Daddy. You don't do all of this if you're not rewarding Daddy with the belts. So put the belts on Daddy, me, on Daddy and scissor me, all right? <laughs> and um, it's got to be the acclaimed and Daddy, but... The belts need to go back to the House of Black ASAP so we can get House of Black versus Andrade, Rush, and Jolistico tomorrow. Like, and Andrade maybe versus Black at All Out. Maybe Andrade. You know what? Yes. There we go, baby. A book in with TK. Just that's what we do. Always pulling the pencil out. Here we go. Acclaimed and Daddy win via the help of Andrade. Setting up Andrade and Black at All Out. Fucking let's go. Look at TK. Whoever is the AW insider, please credit TK with that idea. Yeah. And I would have loved for Billy to work with his kids again before he retires, but it, it's where they're both at is perfect for them. Like Billy Gunn is perfect for the acclaimed. He is so over with the whole daddy ass and everything like that. And the guns are definitely coming into their own with the Bullet Club. I mean, they're chemistry with juice robinson and jay white is just especially their entrance um but i would i would love to see uh billy work with his uh kids again as well uh juan says i think 
this Billy's last match with his son. Yeah, I'm hoping that Billy will have his last match with his sons, but his sons are really getting over as far as, especially with their entrance and uh, everything like that. And you know what, JD, you said like, it, this doesn't necessarily even have to be his last hoorah mm-hmm. because he's only what, 59 in such chiseled, yeah. amazing shape. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he win these trios belts with the acclaim, theoretically speaking? And then remember what Cody did with Ted DiBiase Jr. when mm-hmm. he rest, when he was tagging partners with Bob Holly. Maybe they wrestled the guns with a mystery partner or something, and that mystery partner is Daddy, and we get that flip then. So we have plenty of time to still have Daddy go back to be with his sons. Yeah, it'll be a uh, plenty of time for him to do what um, what he needs to do. Um... Like he could even he could, even if he decides to like maybe officially retire from the ring, he can just be a manager to his sons, kind of what he was doing for the acclaimed as well too. Wanting um, or Lex Luger moment SummerSlam. No, no, no one, no one. Juan, if you know anything about TK, bro? That is like the most depressing wrestling moment in all of wrestling for me. Lex Luger after the body slam of Yokozuna. Yeah. He celebrated that title win. Like he won the belt. He got lifted up, walked Mm -hmm. around the ring, confetti came down, and guess what happened? He never won the fucking world title. Not at SummerSlam. He didn't win the world. He was a co-world Rumble winner and didn't win it at WrestleMania. And guess what happened with Lex? The Lex Express rode his ass at WCW. All right. Yeah. Never. That's 93 SummerSlam. Saddens my fucking eight year old. I remember the Lex Express, man. I was very upset when I saw it roll through Philadelphia and um, I wasn't able to uh, catch it. But yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's 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 not that type of moment that you know you get all this momentum and then for it not to really pay off. I think TK books a lot smarter than that. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he has his moments, but I think he uh, would book a lot smarter than that, uh, unless he's doing it purposely to kind of like get some type of emotion from fans and then turn around and put it on, tune it to something else. Because it could be that maybe Billy then, you know, has that moment and then turns heel and then um, and then join his sons. Because I get in order for his, him to join his sons, they would he would technically have to be a heel at that point. So who knows? It's all in. So anything can happen as cre- in front of this crowd. I mean, you definitely have to um, create. You definitely got to create stuff that happens with um to set up all out here because uh, we still got we only have two matches still for all out so you know i'm wondering like wonder how we're going to set a lot of things up uh Juan said hope not and he also said yeah bro it was a joke fence pile <laughs> don't get yourself worked up said Juan uh, I get worked up, man. That the Lex Express in '93 makes me bring real tears to my eyes, dude. Like that's one of the saddest wrestling moments of all time. Like, why didn't he just beat the Yokozuna? The Yokozuna could have beat him the next night on Raw. Just, yeah. I'm done. My buddies give me a hard time about this because it's one of those things that, like, are you still dwelling on the Lex? Yes, yes, I am. I will dwell. 
30 years later. It is literally 30 years later, and I'm still dwelling on the, the Lexus Press. Crazy. Yeah, you pretty much. That's what I'm talking about. This shit means something to me, man. Yes. It yes, is. it does. Big time. All right, Kayla, I'm going to swing over to you as uh, <laughs> we got chats going on. <laughs> Going on here is Kayla in the chat saying, Courtney, get off the phone. And then Courtney in the chat is laughing. Uh, <laughs> but Kayla, what's your thoughts on this match? I do love House of Black, but mm -hmm. I am going to say Buddy Matthews is going to get cocked by Dominic again by a kid named Dominic. And the acclaim and um, badass Billy Gunn's going to gain titles, just, you know, pump up the momentum. But yeah, when he came out and said that, you know, was talking about him and he, and it was just that moment he says, buddy's over here acting on nominous getting caught by a kid named Dominic. I mean, I just died laughing on that and that just made yeah. my day. <laughs> hey, Kayla, can you just repeat what you said twice? Cause I just want to hear it one more time. <laughs> I'm not, what did I say? You know what you said twice. I didn't hear it. Cucked by a kid named Dominic. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I just never heard such and, and vulgar words come out of such a sweet one. <laughs> hey, it's actually Matt Caster's words, though. Kayla, I've just never heard you speak like that before. So I was just <laughs> loving it. That's all. That was just. <laughs> you haven't seen me mad then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you, Kayla. Keep going, girl. I love to keep keep going with what you got going on. But no, the day he cut that promo, I absolutely loved it. So um, every time I see that, and I know they go up against it, I kind of hoping he says it again. So, um, but yeah, Eclaim, badass Billy Gunn, they got the titles. Will they hold them very long? I don't know, but I think it'll be a feel like you said, JD. It's going to be that feel good moment. So, yeah. Definitely gonna be a bubble moment. Yeah, and I, I, you just remind me. I can't wait to hear what their uh rap is gonna be. Mm -hmm. mm. I wonder how long that ramp is. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of damn freestyle <laughs> that you're gonna have to cut. He's <laughs> stadium show, so I wonder how long that ramp is gonna be. It's gonna be winded walking a quarter of the mile. You know, that man spitting, walking, spitting. Exactly. He acclaimed. That's all right. <laughs> Now, He'll just let the crowd sing the rest. Yeah, he probably <laughs> scuffed it out because who was it? What a, it was one big major event. Um, they actually made the shield go scope out the stadium before they allowed to walk down the steps mm. because it was like yeah. one of the steps that went like this, like you know, kind of. So they had to scope it out. So mm. they probably have. So Max is probably say. About a five-minute walk. I need about a five-minute wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely going to have to uh, get the lyrics and everything together. Um, Devin said, <laughs> oh, like 15 times yes. before he actually like starts rapping. Listen. Yes. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Uh, Jacoby said, Billy Gunn turned heel and become bald, dark gun. <laughs> Join the House of Black, he says. Um, Dan, what's your thoughts on this match? Uh, I'm going with Billy Gunn and the acclaim, like everyone says on the panel, a feel good moment. 
So you got to think Billy Gunn's going to get that moment after putting the boots in a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He, he's in for one last run if he's doing badass. He's going to do with this is the one last run. Yeah, definitely. Because we're, we're not getting daddy ass. We're getting badass Billy Gunn. So yeah, definitely going to be something there. Yeah, Courtney, what's your thoughts on this match? My thoughts is this. The house always win. I'm betting on the house. I'm going with the house of black. Kick their ass. Interesting. The house always wins. Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, how it goes down. Because, um, yeah, it starts at 8 o'clock. So it'll be dark for their entrance as well. Um, so I can't wait to see how that entrance is going to go as well. And then finally, we come to the main event. More likely the match where everyone is probably going to flip a coin. We have for the AEW World Championship, MJF going against Adam Cole Bay. Uh, We had um, definitely one of the best stories and, and bromances of the summer between MJF and Adam Cole, uh, a pairing that we didn't think that we had wanted. They had an awesome match that went to a draw um, on a random dynamite, which I was initially upset for, um, but I applaud Tony Khan. You know, I give him his flowers because that was a uh, nice decision to have them go against each other to kind of give us a taste of how a feud would go. And then he put them in a tag team together, which, you know, was another questionable decision that some people had. And then look at, look at it now. Uh, we come to now, everybody do not want them to break up. Uh, everyone has their, the, you know, their opinion of how this match is going to go. But everyone loves the bromance after not wanting the bromance. And I'm sure Tony Khan is sitting somewhere. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Who would have thought? Thank you. Who would have thought that we would have been wanting this bromance to never end? I'm one of those people who do not want this bromance to never end. Um, with this, we have vignettes of them hanging out, uh, MJF turning face, uh, and everyone loving them, them putting over a fucking double clothesline and a kangaroo kick that, you know, still to this minute, I still cannot get over that they have put over, they're putting over a double clothesline of all the shit that we have seen what in AEW. What? Hmm? Look at Dango, yeah. <laughs> we we kind of I kind of figure where Dangle's going. I'm probably gonna go to him first. Oh, okay. He's shaking. His head. <laughs> I'll I'll still give the recap like, to give more hell? people time to um. <laughs> yes, faction cast. We are still live. We go, to did, me, uh, go to me last, first lady. I don't even want to answer this damn question. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, faction cast. We did a, like a full hour talking about um Bray Wyatt and uh. Wowers. Yeah, for, about Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. So that's yeah, that why like we're hours. still alive. Yeah, we, we did a boring. we did a lot. We talked a yes. lot about those two. And um, you know what? You know what, First Lady? It's the 200th motherfucking <laughs> episode of Wrestling, right? 
You want to go for seven hours? Guess what? I'll stay here <laughs> for seven hours and talk wrestling with you. Kayla Whatever does not have seven hours to get. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla needs to get to sleep sometime tonight. <laughs> yes. I'd like to get to heal also. Um, but yeah, we have the vignettes and everything of them becoming a bromance. And then we started planting seeds of their eventual turn. Uh, and it came to MJF offering uh, Adam Cole a shot at the title. And now we, they will be wrestling in the pre-show for the eight Raw Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. And now we have a match between them two of MJF going against Adam Cole. Um Juan says MGF goes over the man can street deliver on Mike and ring and Cole gonna give one hell of a dance. Faction cast <laughs> seven hours. I'll have y'all on in the background, but I'm sleeping. Oh, thank you for the view. <laughs> um hey, give me credit. I, mean, I went three hours and I wasn't kicked out once. <laughs> exactly. Wow, yes. Your internet is surviving. Applause. For that one, <laughs> yo, I'll put my one up for that for sure. Damn, Dango, you usually kicked on night. Mine just jinxed yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes, didn't even notice. You have been here this whole time <laughs> that the pictures didn't go all wonky. Um, but for my theory for this match, um, I feel this is what I'm hoping would happen, and I mentioned this uh, previously, I believe, on one of the AEW reviews shows um i'm hoping that um i'm hoping that mjf retains that the bromance is still good after this um i feel like roderick strong is going to get involved somehow or we can even have since he is there i'm sure tk would be happy cm punk gets involved because he done involved himself in a feud against mjf because uh cm punk never lost the title um, unless they definitely are letting him run around with this fake real world title. Um, so I feel like MJF is going to retain here um, because the monkey, the elephant in the room is CM Punk. CM Punk is going to go want to go after that title. My original theory was for um, MJF to retain. CM Punk goes to try to challenge MJF for all out. Because we do not have CM Punk uh, on All Out yet, and I feel like this he will somehow get involved with this with this match or say something during the media scrum. Who knows? But we're gonna have um, we'll have MJF retained here. Adam Cole may have slight hard feelings, but Adam Cole is usually the one that will say, you know what, it was all good and stuff like that. Versus MJF, we'll have MJF versus CM Punk at All Out. Adam Cole helps MJF to retain to kind of keep that bit of face heel tactics that they got going on. And then down the line, we will have the turn from Adam Cole, uh, especially since we have the kingdom and Roderick strong hanging out in the background. And at full gear, we will have MJF versus Adam Cole part three. So I'm going to go with MJF retaining here solely to keep things going because i feel like if adam cole to win this match here it would make mjf sort of start to like turn and whatnot and we'll have fight break up of the uh of the bromance i see dango saying no <laughs> that's my theory. i'm just hoping that the bromance don't end i'm hoping 
that the uh, we're all joining the kingdom. <laughs> exactly. That the bromance just keep going. Thank you, Juan. Two hundred. Keep more grinding. Uh, Devin said, "Right didn't go to the weeds at all." <laughs> uh, y'all, how y'all talk about how they did Fox <laughs> Yeah, we did talk about that. Uh, Faction Cast says the real world champion, that man, the man that's carrying the company. Uh, I'm sure TK definitely uh, agrees with you that one. You two family, the show fire. Thank you, Juan. Thank you yes. so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna go officially with MJF here. I feel like out of whoever is the loser of this match, um, that won't have like the hard feelings afterwards, it'll more likely be Adam Cole. I feel like Adam Cole will be the one to say, You're the better man. But then he will sit there and get a squad because every promotion he's been in, he had a squad of people. So I think he's going to say, you know, I can't beat him by myself. He'll get a squad and then we'll have, you know, the AEW's version of Undisputed Air with Roderick Strong and the Kingdom. Uh, Dan, I'm going to go to you. What are your thoughts on this match? I think the Kingdom does get involved and Adam Cole wins the AEW world title and we get a chasing MJF going into the final months of the year. And he will become the chaser for the 2024 and you all going to want him <laughs> to get it. And the best way to do this is in December when the winter's coming happens and he loses the diamond ring to someone just to like mm. someone else wins it. Give it to like Ricky or someone. Yes, nothing, nobody loves more than someone chasing yeah. after the title. Yes. Um, and yes, shout out to Juan for staying in the chat for over three hours. Thank yes. you so yes. much for tuning we in and interacting. You know what? I do want to just say on that note for all the TK love that people have been saying it's me. Yeah. We have gained six new subscribers tonight, so I want to nice. thank the YouTube chat awesome. because it's it's you people in the chat who have fucking tuned in. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. We asked for you to subscribe. You subscribe tonight. Thank you guys so much. And Juan, like Tribal Chief said, appreciate you, my guy. I'll throw that one up. So it ain't me because I ain't subscribing to <laughs> it's a different channel. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's Pretty much Juan is saying to us. Acknowledging me. Acknowledging. Goddamn radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We acknowledge you. Yes. Exactly. We acknowledge you. Juan uh, faction... <laughs> Exactly. Juan, uh, faction cast says, Undisputed Kingdom, bring in Bobby Fist, and once Kyle gets healthy, add him. No Bobby Fish. <laughs> How much fish? I think he burned that bridge a long time ago. Oh, no, he had injuries. Yeah, he's still, I think he's still pretty injured. I don't think they have a timeline of when he's going to be. Oh, O'Reilly? Yeah. yeah, he had yeah. neck fusion surgery. He's not coming yeah. back for quite some time. All right. So Dan goes with Adam Cole, even though he is wearing the MJF scarf. But it's okay. <laughs> Courtney, I'm going to go to you. What is your predictions for this match? This match is going to be fire. It, it might slap. I hope it does. But I'm going with 
Adam Cole, baby. All right. <laughs> How much can I fish fry if a fish can fry fish? <laughs> I know you were trying to say that the rhyme I was trying to say. How much could... <laughs> How much fish could Bobby Fish fry? Bobby Fish could fry fish. Matt Riddle said it. Yes, he did. I remember. You remember it. It was on NXT. We all remember it. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Nick? Thank you so much for tuning in, hey, RIP. Yes, yes, we did dedicate a good portion of the um, earlier uh, of this episode to Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. And like I said um, earlier, we are doing a fantasy draft. Um, Bloodline Fantasy Draft tomorrow. You're watching this draft, but we're also going to be watching SmackDown as we are doing the picks. So if you want to, if you're planning to watch SmackDown tomorrow, you want to be with a group of people who we are, we're going to be mourning. So if you want to, you know, watch it with a group of people, we'll be discussing and uh, discussing and talking about what's going on. Uh, be sure to check it out tomorrow at 8.30, right, Tim? 8.30 tomorrow EST. Yep, so yep, be sure yep. to check it out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Tim, we're coming to you. What are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, my thoughts are concluded now. My final thoughts are concluded. Um, Adam Cole is going to win this belt 110%. I was, I was going that way previously. MJF has to chase. I didn't know if the chase would start at full gear or when it would start. But Adam Cole is going to win this belt 110%. I also think they're going to win the ROH tag titles, though. So, like, you know how JDU said you don't want this to end, and I don't want this to end. Well, Adam Cole can't take a loss to MJF because he will fucking snap, freak, and go crazy. Like, and I don't know that that's the story that we want to see. I think the story we want to see is, like, tearish MJF trying to, like, go at his boy who's the champion now. Like, we want to see Adam Cole walking around with the belt and MJF maybe trying to attack him. It's Adam Cole... I, and they probably relinquish the ROH tag titles after the Kingdom gets involved. The Kingdom might just get involved and cost MJF the match, and Adam Cole turns heel in it. We've talked about it 112 times on the, the watch-alongs over the last couple of weeks. Um, maybe the Kingdom just gets involved, costs MJF, and Adam Cole goes, yo, Max, I don't want these tag belts with you. Gives them to Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, and they then become the ROH tag champions. He's the new AEW world champion, and they got all sorts of gold within the kingdom. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Kayla, I'm going to come over to you. What are your thoughts on this match? Like I said before, Roger Strong and the kingdom are going to get involved. <laughs> and it's it's going. I like. I kind of like this little bromance they got going on. Um, but honestly... Adam Cole is going to walk out as your new champion, but I feel like it's really not over for him and MJ. Him and MJ. Gosh, I can't say his name. It's late at this point. <laughs> I, I honestly feel like the you know little bromance a little bit might still be going on between him, um, Cole and MJF, because um, because he stated multiple times that he does have a lot of respect for Cole, and I think he's going to give that respect to Cole. At least for now. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Uh, Devin said, I'm going with my original first love, Adam Cole, before <laughs> Roman was my tribal thief. 
Yeah, that is true. Um, I still remember your rant of Pat McAfee when he went against Adam Cole. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's going to be a very interesting uh, event with All In. Um, and for those in the chat, we will be doing a watch along with All In starting at 12 p.m. EST. So hop back on the YouTube or the Twitch and check us out there. Um, we went for a very long time tonight, mainly because with the passing of Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk, we had to give time to share our memories and celebrate the lives of those two. Um, but we just finished with our predictions and that's it for the 200th episode of the blood. I mean, of the Brussels Pret podcast <laughs> exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So before we sign off, I'm going to let everyone share where can they all find you? Courtney, we will start with you. Where can the people find you? Well, the good people can find me on our Discord. Did you know we had Discord? The Bloodline community has Discord, and I'm the organizer, or however you say it, for the uh, Bloodline. So uh, make sure you tune in sometime tomorrow. We will be having Bray Wyatt Day. There you go. First of all, shout out to Streets coming in three hours later. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Streets? And like I always shout out, we're going to have a fantasy football draft for the Bloodline family tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. EST on the Bloodline Entertainment Network channel. And if you are in fantasy leagues, because we have football that's about to happen, if you don't know where to get, you know, sleepers, who to draft in PPR. If you're like me and you're picking second to last of who the hell may still be there by the time it get the you get your pick, go to the streets and get all your information. He has great information with mock drafts of who to get in fantasy football as well. So yeah, be sure to check it out. Uh, Cole turns, he'll be good, uh, good twist Sunday night. Um, but first of all, Shout out to the chat. Everybody has been amazing tonight. Had a lot of great people who came in uh, for the first time. Um, so thank you guys so much. And we're swinging over to Dirty Dango. Where can they find you? You can find me at the Bump, at the bump Boys. But you can also find me here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Is You also find me Wednesdays night with Tim King as we and Kayla that we do the watch-alongs for AW Dynamite. There you go. Night Juan. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope to catch you next time. And Faction Cast letting us know you can find me at your local Walmart. There you go. What section, Faction Cast? What section? Because uh, there's some Walmarts out there that has uh that got produce and stuff like that. Gotta let us know what aisle you're in. Kayla, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on the X and Instagram at Writer Chaos. You can also find me as a Carolina Boss Lady on the uh, Queen's Takeover podcast. And you can find that on the X and Instagram at QT Bow Down. And you can also, well, like Dango said, I'm normally on T 
TK Show, doing AEW watch-alongs and review shows. And also you can find my writing on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Yes, be sure to go to bloodlinenetwork.com to read all the amazing articles that you would see on there. And swinging over to the most popular guy of tonight's chat, <laughs> M. Okay. <laughs> Let us know where can they find you. Oh, that is a great live fashion cast. Oh, I set shit. you up for that one. Oh, that was a shit. layup. A man like me going on in the snack section. That's that was good. a layup. Congrats. I'm, I'm proud of you for that one. That was a very good one. That <laughs> I was a very good I won one. you off of that KPG. That, uh, that was very good. Good job, one. man. <laughs> yes. That was. I'll, I'll, play the, I'll play a clip for you, Faction Cast. That was just. Perfect. Everything. Down to the last minute details. Been slacking on the articles, dropping more soon. So, yeah. If you appreciated that comment from Faction Cast, be sure to check out bloodlinenetwork.com to check out all the articles of all of our amazing writers. But TK, where can they find you? First lady, first of all, again, congrats on 200. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for always coming on my show, on the Wednesday show, on the Watch Longs Review Show, drafting with me, doing what we do. You know where you can find me every Monday on Roto Slappers, every Wednesday on the AEW Dynamite Watch Launch, every Wednesday on the AEW Dynamite Review Show, pretty much every Saturday doing whatever it is that we're doing on Saturdays. You can find me live with my family tomorrow night for our fantasy football live draft. We got two leagues of 10 drafting live, and we'll be watching SmackDown Morning the Loss of Bray Wyatt, of course. And that's where you can find me always right here on the bloodline entertainment network so again chat i fucking throw my ones up to you you guys are feeling tk and i was feeling you love (laughs) y'all here comes faction cast with the tk love tim gotta drop the workout plan gotta get checks like you faction cast tk has been having burner accounts in here dropping all the all the compliments to them yes adding right along to it. <laughs> Keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming. On Roman. <laughs> but first of all, thank you to everyone, to Tim, Kayla, Dan, and Courtney for coming on here. Shout out to the chat. You guys have been amazing tonight. Um, but you can find me on the X at JDC137. You can find the podcast at WrestleBrett as well. Be sure to click the links in the bios for all the socials. You can find me, find the podcast here live, L-I-V-E live, yeah, every Thursday at 9 p.m. EST exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. For those of you who are watching on the YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe as well. Do a Sister Abigail on to that like button in honor of Bray Wyatt. You can also check us out, bloodlinenetwork.com. Like I always say, if you check out the website, get a feel of all the podcasts. We have a show on on pretty much daily um, as well. So check out the podcast, see which ones you like, which vibe you feel. 
and follow those podcasts as well. Um, we have a lot of great articles on the website as well. So be sure to check them out. If you are a gaming fan, I am on the Twitch Late Night Gaming with JD on Mondays at 11.15 p.m. EST. So after you check out um, Raw, hop on over to the Twitch in 15 minutes. And I will be playing Last of Us on Mondays. And then on Tuesdays is Star Wars Tuesdays. I'll be playing uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And that is at 10.30 p.m. EST on Tuesdays as well. We also have plenty of more shows. We also have um, Gaming with the Tribal Chief. Devin plays um, Destiny 2 on Wednesdays and Fridays at 10.30 p.m. EST. So if you are a um, Destiny fan, be sure to check him out as well. We have a lot of new amazing shows coming out. We have um, we have Get It Off Your Chest, which is an audio-only show as well. Um, and... Like they all said, we have plenty of things. Be sure to check out, like Tim said, our live draft. We have a fantasy um, football league within um, within the Bloodline family. You check out our live draft tomorrow at 8:30 p.m. EST. We will also be doing a live watch along with Smack uh, live watch along of SmackDown. So if you are checking out SmackDown and you know join us as we all grieve the life of Bray Wyatt um, as well. And we'll also be doing a watch along for um, All In starting at 12 p.m. EST. Have a, We always have a great time. Even if the match is not great, we still make it a great time as well. So be sure to check us out there. Go to the website. Check us all out. And yes, thank you, Bray. Thank you, Terry Funk. It has been a crazy day. But I'm happy that it's episode 200 I'm very happy that I made this milestone. I am here. Hopefully I'm here for another 200 more episodes, but I'll catch everyone next week. But to my panel, to the chat, and to everyone, whether you're watching it live or watching the replay, thank you so much for your support for these past 200 episodes. And we'll catch you guys next time. And until next time, guys. You're listening to the Russell Bread Podcast. Yowie, wowie. With one beat.